Welcome back to another episode of Dish and Danger. I'm Danger Day. I am Deep Dish. I'm Roose. DJ Roose. We're joined today by a very special guest. Hey, Don. My name is uh, Sideshow Zoe, and uh, I'm here to uh, I'm here to hang out with you guys a little bit, talk some moves. How you doing? You're just get gonna get to some it. laughs out of here, huh? Yeah, huh? something like that. Today we're 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 gonna be doing a little uh, comedy battle royale, but uh, I got a uh, uh, a real a real question for Deep Dish. Oh. So. Is Tim Anderson gonna unblock you from Twitter? What's going well, on there? How'd that happen? Well, first off, it's Instagram, but Dave, great Instagram. question. I'm glad you're there. So, you know, Tim Anderson is now one of the kind of young faces of baseball, right? But his career did not start off that way. You know, he was a good draft pick. We're all happy for him, but rookie season, okay, whatever. Second season, straight up bad. Like, had an absolute shit season. So, and so did the Sox, so we kind of got masked by the White Sox just being bad. But it's now February, I want to say 2018, spring trains around the corner. And, you know, I'm I'm sitting in my office, I'm in, in my little cubicle, just scrolling through Instagram at like 2 o'clock on a Thursday. And Tim Anderson posts a picture, and it's him in the middle of a game from last season on second base, like flexing. It's like hashtag comeback year or revenge year or something. This is something very – like, hey, the preseason's around the corner, let's go. And it was a pretty recent post, and there were only a couple comments on it. But my first impression was, Tim, you fucking led the major league in errors last year. Like, come on, man. Like, you don't get to do this. So as a joke, like, I'm not that big of an internet troll. I don't really do this. But I was just, just commented, I was like, hey, man, try not to lead the league in errors this year. Thanks, post. My own, I wasn't thinking he was going to see it. I was just thinking a four other White Sox fans who look like me would be like, yeah, it's a good one, dude. And then that'd be the story. Two minutes later, my phone buzzes. Like, at Tim Anderson 7 has replied to your comment. Oh, shit. Open it up. He's like, hey, man, people like you are why you try to keep, keep getting better. Like, thanks for the hate. Like, totally gave him the hashtag haters on my motivator speech. So now I'm like, oh, shit. I got to, like, correct this on Twitter, on Instagram now. I, like, try to load it up again gone loaded up again gone search for him blocked me but <laughs> since then since how happy point, are you that year so 2018 goes drastically improves his defense 2019 starts hitting the ball 2020 fast 300 this year it's the fucking face of baseball okay so you know what if the white Sox win i'm not saying they're going to we have to get through a very tough postseason this year may not happen this year maybe down the road if tim anderson and this white Sox team win the world series I'm going to pen an open letter to the franchise and let them know that one, you're welcome. And Tim, can we get a picture together, please? Yo, you owe him, me, dude. You owe me. You owe me. Danny, you could be. Danny, you could be like the White Sox version of Jason Hayward's fucking seventh inning. <laughs> yeah. The rain delay. Yeah. Yeah. The rain delay right? speech. Yeah. It's like, yo, I've been I shit all year. But I'm going to give you a speech. But I drove Timmy now. A to greatness because he doesn't have very thick skin, it seems, and I'm a fucking grade A uh, internet troll. I, I'm just like three bottles of Andre Deep and Joe Buck, <laughs> and it's like Danny O'Hara fucking trolled Tim Anderson a couple of years ago. 
that's that's my speech. You might have just dissected him a little too deep, where he's like, I can't deal with this. I got him on a good day, man. I got him on a good day. Rather than a regular troll, you know. And and it wasn't like, oh, you fucking suck. It was like, hey, man, trying to believe the Legionnaires is here. Thanks. No, it was it was a mature a mature a mature chirp. Here's the thing, his reaction also mature too. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, like, hey, man. Try not to leave the League of Errors. That's like a very okay request for for a fan, right? Very I reasonable. I, I was not out of line. Very he was not reasonable. out of line, but it's been great since. And if it happens, my tr- my follower ratio is about to go up a hundred percent. Stonks from two to three, baby. Oh my god, I didn't realize the stakes of what like the White Sox winning would be. Unbelievably incredible, and I think I'd be there essentially a week after it would end uh, for mm-hmm. Odo's wedding. But knowing that you're going to become a Chicago legend, I'm going to be up be, there with Michael. Pan- I, I'm Sanders. telling you, you me and Michael Pan Sanders are going to be hanging out. This a is lot your, this is your uh, uh, max big moment from Always Sunny when he's trying to go to the beach house. And hang out with like the Flyers radio guys. <laughs> like, if you get this, you're gonna be cemented in Chicago sports. Uh, or when he writes the letter to Chase Utley, "Hey, I would love <laughs> to go have a game of catch with you, please." <laughs> It'd be a home run. <laughs> Alrighty. That's funny. Um, well, I'm fucking stoked for the Sox. I know you two are. I'm happy for the Braves. I hope it's one of us. I just hope it's not both of us at the hey, end. Besides, besides Ruth with his nationals, we're, we're all going fucking – we're all bowling, as I like to say in college football. <laughs> Tyrus is probably going to take home the MVP because Juan Soto is probably going <coughs> to be considered in baseball ever at some point. I mean, dude's ridiculous. Um, but all right. So today we're going to be doing a uh, a comedy – Film, not movie. These are fucking films. Tournament. Should I just go through the breakdown? Yeah. Tell us how you got this idea and what went into okay. so the original how, idea, you, how, how you broke them out. The original idea was to do Adam McKay movies, for pick four, then do um, uh, Todd Phillips movies, pick four. And the... And, under that case, I was like, well, I love Starsky and Hutch so much. I was like, I don't know. I don't know if that's going to play with all these guys. Like, it's a completely biased film. Like, so maybe I can't do Todd Phillips. I was also going to do the Fairley Brothers. They have four great comedies. But they're also not comparable under any light. And nor do I think that we know the significance of, like, uh, um, uh, there's something about Mary. I unbelievably funny film but i don't know what like i'm not aware of the impact that that had on like you know like you my don't know if guys were going around you don't know if guys when that movie came out were going around quoting it like crazy like yeah, exa- did, i know they uh, were but we don't know you, were, you weren't there we missed the boat yeah. i wasn't there i'm not that guy and then i was also gonna do uh apatow and then i was like apatow could also I'm like, well, I don't want just dramas. Like, I like uh, some of his stuff is the most funny shit I've ever seen. And then I'm like, wait, why do we got to get sad here? Fuck that. 
So then I was thinking, oh, Apatow is produced in, in like Anchorman is an Apatow production. Like Apatow has its hands all over so much shit. Like it's the Apatow extending extending the universe. Yeah. I I uh, I also dove into the uh, uh, Evan Goldberg Seth Rogen run. So it's kind of the like uh, I think they call them the frat pack. Yes. Uh, uh, of it's like a more uh, it's a smarter version of Adam McKay's uh, uh, males failing upward, but the frat pack is like a more uh, a realer version of it. <laughs> you know, the Adam McKay version is just fucking is just absurd. Um, and then I was like, well, I can't leave off a, a few movies that don't fall under those umbrellas, so. I thought of a movie like Harold and Kumar that is one of a kind and it's had enough time to be relevant on a list like this. A movie like uh, Zoolander that isn't touched by any of those people that I mentioned prior, but like should be on this list. Um, and there's a, there are tie-ins essentially with every other movie I mentioned um, with the four guys I just talked about. Um, Oh, minus the Fairway Brothers, but I I just thought this would be a uh, a good base to go off go off of. Uh, yeah, let's just go northeast, southwest. We got ourselves a little already uh, in the Sweet Sixteen of, <laughs> of okay. brackets here. I already know the matchup that is the craziest one. It's the one that everybody's writing about. Like the media guys are super psyched about matchup wise. It's the fucking Ben Stiller plus Justin Theroux Bowl. Tropic Thunder, Zoolander, both Ben Stiller movies, both written, I think, written by him and Justin Theroux. Uh, I know Tropic Thunder was. Um, that's 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 the fucking matchup to look out for. Let's just let's just dive into the North. Uh, so uh, for the for the like format, are we gonna? We're gonna each vote on on which team or which movie goes to the next round. Or are we gonna take yeah. turns selecting the winner? Vote, and uh, I mean, it could be. It might not even be, need to go down to the decision. I haven't looked at it because I didn't want to make up my mind prior. I want to hear some arguments to prove to to maybe change. My how mind are we gonna How anything. are we gonna do? Uh, and if you haven't seen it, busters. If you haven't seen it, just base it off of like. Who is, who is the most compelling? Whatever that. Oh, is. tie breaks. Who we imagine? Rock paper scissors. Either movie has the biggest dick, <laughs> or just like X factor scene, like the one moment. Like that's a good way. That's a good way. You know, to do like, it. I immediately you was know, like of Channing Tatum when I yeah. when I said that. But you, you yeah. know, like on Sunday night football, it'd be like offense, this team, defense, this team, coaching, this team. It's always that little X factor at the bottom. Oh, it down to that's it. Uh, like, we have to decide. No, but that's that that's kind one. of that's kind of why, I, I, you know, like the first round. I want to talk about the relevance of these. Then stars, the people that are fucking hysterical. Second round, third one, whatever the hell I said prior, I don't remember now. Favorite scene. And the fourth one is just whatever. Favorite scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. So that's kind of what we'll okay. be discussing. So let let's just start off north north round. We got forty year old virgin and twenty one jump street. Let's start off with twenty one jump street. When did you guys first see this movie? 
I think I saw it in theaters. I, I definitely wanted, saw it in theaters. I, I, right I, after high school. Sure. Like, literally on a Thursday, like, went straight from high school there to theaters. It was a comedy that I was just super excited about seeing, too, because I was also at the age, too, where, like, I'm going to get all of this. It's going to be it's going to be stupid funny, and there might actually be some good acting, good writing involved in this as well, like, just based off what I was seeing. And then that movie floored me, man. It was it, – it's one of the most quotable things out there of just, like, of just little things here and there. Like, or, or maybe quotable is not the right word, but just memorable, right? It's not, like, front of your mind funny, but when you think about the scene when Shane and Tatum and him are just, like – flipping their guns in the air, like, is yours loaded? Of course, it wouldn't be fun if it wasn't, like, <laughs> but, <laughs> reading them in the rain, right? Yeah. It was perfect because it was, like, we were in a drought of buddy cop comedies, and this one, like, is, like, these are the literary dimwits, you know, essentially, and it, there was so much heart to it, like, you just fucking love their, like, when they get back together at the end, when they're cheering over like seeing rob riggle's dick on the ground after he's like you shot that guy in the dick and then they read the miranda rights together together you're on it's so great and uh, so much about it was it made channing tatum i think right so people are like oh channing tatum is fucking great like he's hilarious he's self-aware uh it just an unbelievable movie and it set off the uh uh, the two guys, I forget their names, the guys that wrote and directed it, they went on to do uh, obviously 22 Jump Street. They had Christopher done, Miller, Phil, Phil Christopher Lord. Miller. They Phil did the Lord. Lego movie, right? Uh, and then Lego movie and then, uh, but probably the what will end up being their biggest impact is Into the Spider-Verse, which was fucking phenomenal. That sped me and Cyrus off into a summer of uh, Post Malone um that we didn't see coming in <laughs> chicago uh <laughs> uh post post he's 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 on that he's his songs are featured in that that movie a lot i only saw uh, it once no, so i don't really he, remember uh the sunflower song with the uh i forget the other guy's name um but when i heard it live and the other guy literally couldn't sing at all i was like okay yeah it is it's post Malone song it's his song. this guy uh, um, it was my number one played song on Spotify. I have no idea. A year after oh, it wow. came out, by the way, it was like 2019. The song was released like 2018. I'm like, fuck, I hope nobody looks at, at my top five uh, most listened to songs. But um, no, it was a, it was a, like, I don't know. I was 18, and I'm like, this movie's fucking great. It's just a very rewatchable, great comedy. You I bought us Taco it. Bell. That was not his gesture. <laughs> I, I liked it. I, I thought it was good. I thought that, like Dave said, a very good point that Dave brought up that I didn't even think of is like in the 80s and even the 90s, there were a ton of really good buddy cop movies. And there really wasn't a, a um, one that was kind of tailored for our generation. And who, what two guys, what two better guys to pick as the two, as the two buddies and as unlikely right and that's what's so funny is that it follows that 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 archetype like so well like i honestly the one of my favorite sequences in 21 jump street is that 
is the beginning when he's like, what's up? Not so slim shady. And uh, Jonah Hill is just like, the movie is supposed to be, they're in like, it's 2005 when they're in high school. So <laughs> Jonah Hill plays like the perfect, like white boy. I love Eminem so much, dude, kid, <laughs> which like we, we all kind of were. Cause, cause I mean, we're all, yeah. I, I would assume we all are, are hip hop enthusiasts and like, you know, being, being white dudes from the suburbs, like, yeah, Eminem was kind of it. And he just like, he just like embodied that. So, but he gave, they gave him a Gracie. He had the blonde hair. The blonde hair, I, yeah. It was, it was hilarious. And I thought that was really funny. And then Channing Tatum, you know what I love? One of the most, it also sort of spoke to how much high school has changed. Like it showed them in high school. And that was like, like 2005. All right, man, if you're on the football team, like you're the shit, you're going to all the parties. You're the man, everybody loves you. And then when he goes back to high school, he tries using some of these same like jock tactics on like on what he thinks are nerdy kids, but they're really just artsy hipster kids. From 2005 to 2012, the cool some of the a, a proportion of the cool kids got taken away from the jocks who people sort of realized are dicks and sort of went to like the artsy hip hop type of Tim Adler. kids. You know what I mean? Right, right. Yo, organized sports are so fascist. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. make exactly. Me like, there was, and he was so confused. Channing Tatum's just like he—he's he, just like making fun of the kid, and, and they're like, "Whoa, dude! Like, what's your what's your fucking problem?" Whereas that whole parking lot scene is great. Hilarious. He's, just, he's trying to just clown out. And he punches the kid, and he's like, "You punch him because I was gay." No, I I punched <laughs> yeah. you, and you turned out to be gay. He was gay before you punched him, man. Right. Like, right. and he, he's just trying to get the whole like, uh, trap. No, one and when Franco is saying, he's like. You kidding me? We we try to stay green around here, ride bikes when we can. This baby runs on like leftover Chinese restaurant <laughs> yeah. like food oil. Yeah. Yeah. I just thought that they captured that really perfectly. That Beautiful. that kind of like that change where it's like, you know, hey man, it's really not it's not cool to fucking bully kids and shit. And like, you know what I mean? Like in a high school like being going to high school from like two thousand eleven to two thousand five, that was the American pie. That was yeah. like fucking anything goes. We're gonna we're gonna party. We're gonna you know be very open about being an asshole to, to to people we perceive to be nerds or geeks. And it wasn't like and and then for him to see him go to high school now, it's a little different. You know, it's a little different. It, it's just and nice. The internet like, became a thing. Yeah, and I, I and I obviously know the reason we're talking about this one so much is because probably not Luke Tom, but. Uh, I will. I would like to say I love in Twenty Two Jump Street how the dynamic just switches. <laughs> like being a jock is back to being cool in college. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No. And then he, then you're a frat dude. When you, when you see Jonah Hill doing like the the walk of shame home, he's like, "Oh, how are you doing? I just want to sit at home and bed all day and watch Friends." <laughs> like like when they're doing the pledging and uh, Channing Tatum is just like fucking crushing it and all the all the all the all the brothers are like hell yeah dude like this kid's gonna be a great addition to the house and jonah hill can like barely fucking keep up he's like a little wimp it's so funny so funny it's too good all right uh 40 year old virgin what else do you need to say i mean it, it it felt like uh i don't know if it came out before or after anchorman but it was like a new age of comedy where like and really, the Apatow effect, at, at, in its purest form, we're getting like something pretty thoughtful 
but it's the funniest thing you've ever fucking seen. Like, uh, all the characters in it, it, it just, it stands up, like, it never fucking gets old, and nor do I ever uh, feel any different about it. Another great Jonah Hill performance, too. When is an eBay, eBay store? store yep. One of his first. I just, I just want to buy these shoes. Oh, you have to go online and bid on them. I just want to buy these shoes. I'm in the <laughs> store. It's, it's just that it, he's so good at that, just kind of deadpan delivery. Just, I can I just get these now? <laughs> right. And then, and then Jane Lynch, um, big Jane Lynch fan over here. Shout out Jane Lynch. Uh, Love Jane Lynch. She is great as just like the mall store manager. Just like absolutely like always going to be kind of focused and direct, but we're talking about having sex. So it's like you, 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 like bordering the line of taking her seriously or not taking her seriously. She's I I I don't know if she's ever put a foot wrong career wise. Just <laughs> that part, Danny, when she's singing, uh, like the the it's like a song in Spanish. She's like, or, or was that like off the extended version? I remember I like on some sometimes. No. In- one forty-year-old vir- virgin would would be on uh, on TV. Would have this scene, and then other times it wouldn't. But she, there was this. I think it was like an extended play of it, where she's like singing this song in Spanish. She's like, I when I was like when I was seventeen, I used to make love with our with our with my family's gardener. No, that that's that's in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That, that that I I piss my pants every time. I think she does another thing like that where she sings like some type of like you know native song that is in her own in role models i or maybe i'm I'm, I'm wrong those are I mean, sister roles for her. Role models, those are sister roles like they yeah. like those yeah. are she was like the same character in both of those movies it, she's one of those people these uh, when they're making this funny movie they're like who can we put and it's like oh jane fucking lynch she's been in the christopher guest movies like She's just a comedy legend at that point, and she She's can awesome. just do whatever the fuck is thrown her way. Improv, like uh, she's one of the best. Forty-year-old virgin was was really really important, really important. It, I, and and yeah. I think here, this, this is my number one thing. My number one thing with forty-year-old virgin is the fact that everybody has felt like Steve Carell in that movie before. Not necessarily the being a virgin till you're forty part. But the trying to get along yes. and and be like, oh yeah, I totally I get that reference. Like, oh yeah, dude, I'm just one of the guys. I'm just a normal dude. I'm a normal dude. I'm a normal yep. guy. Two big bags of sand. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yes, that is the We've scene all, I'm thinking of. Like whether it's that or like, like, oh, have you seen this movie? Have you heard this band? We've all been like, oh yeah, they're great. Like, oh, they're they're dope, dude. I love them. Yeah. Oh right. Yeah, they're great. Like. And you just pull up their like fourth plate song on Spotify and you're like, oh yeah, dude, uh, that song. Yeah, oh yeah, man, yeah. Okay, now wait for that one. Uh, he encapsulates yeah, that perfectly in that movie, and I think that that's just like a great, great performance, great acting on his part. Um, yeah, so forty year old version is fantastic. I'm a big fan. So where do we, where do we end on that one? Uh, I'm going forty year old version. Forty year old version. As much as I want to say 21 Jump Street because it's so goofy, I mean, 40-Year-Old Virgin is just an objectively better movie and has more relevancy for the world, whereas 21 Jump Street is very like, oh, you were born between 1992 and 1995. Here's a movie for you. So, 40-Year-Old Virgin. I agree. 
All right, we'll stop for an ad break. Uh, we are brought to you today by uh, um, Jewel. <laughs> Jewel makes life better. Smoke up. Dave Smoke doing up. his best Kaiser Soze Dave right there, looking left. around the room. <laughs> Smoke up. We'll be right back. Wait, yeah. Cyrus, real quick, just so that I understand, is Cyrus your middle name or is that just a nickname? That's my middle name, yeah. Badass. Like yeah, it. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> is, wasn't Cyrus like a Greek hero? Uh, Cyrus is Bet from the like, I think ancient like Persia or like a, in, it's a biblical character. I got you. In like the Old Testament, I think. But you weren't named after John Malkovich's character in Con Air? <laughs> <laughs> Cyrus the virus? Oh, wow. I'm gonna have to go to bed early tonight, guys. I'm crying. <laughs> what the hell? About, day's ruined. The thing I'm about Cyrus's they oh. were rulers. Cyrus's well rulers back in the Persian era. I should have done Guillermo, some. Uh, get away from that. <laughs> some, uh, Cyrus was a ruler. We pillaged town after town. But Alas. All right, let's move on. We gotta keep we gotta keep this thing going. All right, we got in the North region, we got stepbrothers versus the hangover. I'm just gonna quickly mention me and Cyrus's stepbrothers experience. I was uh uh how the fuck old? I would have been 13 or 14. I had to have Cyrus take me to the movie. I think he was a freshman in college, and I had to pay for his ticket. Or and he said I'd pay you back if I laugh out loud during the movie. So he didn't necessarily want to go see it. And the lumberjack scene came on. And he had been holding it in. All, he was laughing the whole time, but he had been holding it in. And he couldn't hold it in. That's all I have to say about Step Brothers. It's a true laugh out loud comedy. It might be. Of the 16 movies we have listed here, it might be the most rewatchable and relaughable of all of them. Like, I don't know if there's a scene I laughed at the first 10 times I've seen it that I won't laugh at the 11th time. I, 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 I see it. I, I think it's just those two are way too good together um, from, from just playing off of each other and, and also just riffing like the entire, the entire sleepwalking scene and just everything else they do together in that movie. I don't know if there's not a funny take of that. Like, I would have loved to be like the most unpaid intern on that set. Yeah, fly on the wall. To, yeah, ju just to get my ears on, just get my eyes and ears on that recording. It would have been, it would have been so much fun just to see them just doing all these takes. Like, imagine what didn't get into that movie. You know what I mean? And the well, other thing too, the other thing I love about Step Brothers like is that it's not like will ferrell and, and john c Riley are obviously the stars of the show but like everybody in that movie is mm. even richard jenkins richard jenkins is like a hilarious yeah. like like not like not somebody who traditionally takes roles like that he's he's like a, a very serious actor and i'm pretty sure he's been nominated for oscars before and he yes. took that role and he just ran with it and and i and he did such a good job of being the unintentionally funny dad like yeah. You know what I mean? Like when he's that line, shut the, shut the fuck, fuck up. up. Yeah, that's like that's like that's my, like the, the the line that I laugh at the most in that movie. So it's not just Farrell and John C. Riley about that movie. People forget that everybody's yeah. saying that. We shoot with the door open. We call it riverboat gambling. 
we've literally never done any of those things, Dale. <laughs> it just, he's or so love, good. Or I love rumpus time is over. Over. <laughs> Dale, no power tools. That's my toothbrush. No, that's yeah. not a toothbrush. Yeah. Dan- Danny, a, a key thing you said there was the rewatchability of it. And I think it's because when you hop into Step Brothers, it's so not about storyline at all. <laughs> where you're like, you hop in and it's good at any point. That's why it's rewatched. Like, there isn't the story art. You're not seeing Will Ferrell twirl the uh, gymnastics or whatever the fuck that thing is. Uh, You know, like, there is just no... And it's the pure beauty of it. They thought of that when the three... John C. Riley, Will Ferrell, and Adam McKay were all hanging out and they were like, we're thinking about a joke about two guys, two adults just like sleeping in bunk beds. And that's how it all like bred out of that. I mean, it's a beautiful thing. Um, the movie that's going up against The Hangover. This is the highest gro- grossing comedy ever. It, the Hangover was, they made a fucking trilogy about a fucking yeah, Hangover sucked. movie. The rest of it sucked. It sucked. The first one, though, was quite iconic. the experience. Iconic. It, it, it's a very iconic movie. Like, it's a and landmark. And this is movie. where I will. I'm gonna dive into already it not making it to that next round for me because, like, it, it's not that I, I would say necessarily Step Brothers better, but like, The Hangover was just a. It was a just a heavyweight with you know you have Mike Tyson, you got uh, you got Heather Graham in there doing a little like Boogie Nights type thing. You got a uh, uh, Brian Callen throwing ninety nine miles per hour as the uh, wedding guy. Uh, <laughs> it's just a fucking it, it's a great time. It it doesn't quite have the I I can't think of what makes it that necessarily funny to me. It, it almost seems like more of a, uh, other than Zach Galifianakis, more of a creation than mm-hmm. uh, just natural. Um, right. Natural it's all, it's mostly like circumstantial. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. there. And it's, it's got a, t- a bit of that, like not quite on the level of like um, Christmas vacation, but it's, the the not in that terms of how dreading like you're seeing the main character's life like fall apart but when you relive the night of craziness with the characters it's like holy smokes this just goes so crazy the one line that i just love in it is when they're like trying to figure out where he is and i wonder how many badge parties woken up one morning and they're trying to find someone and they just go oh he's probably butt naked in the ditch getting butt fucked by hobos like everyone's had that thought of like, okay, where did you go? But overall, it, it, it's great, but it's, it put up a good battle, but I think Step Brothers moving through to the next Yeah, one. I would agree. Step Brothers moves on in that. Here's, here's an idea. I think that I would have loved to have seen uh, Zach Galifianakis be the third Step Brother, man. I think like his, <laughs> his character in that movie his character in that movie, dude, he like he's the only character out of that that you could plop into the Step Brothers universe, and they would be like, they'd be in unison, man. They'd all be 
they'd all be on the same level. He carries that movie. There is no doubt about it. Zach Galifianakis carries the hangover oh, all the way. Sure. Yeah. You know, like that's the, that kind of that almost goes without saying. But yeah, I think overall, Step Brothers is a stronger, stronger. I mean, comedy. that movie really, uh, at the end of time, it'll be remembered. I mean, it's like a a Bradley Cooper kind of coming out party. I mean, I think he made Limitless right after that, uh, and then he went on his, you know, it was post Wedding Crashers, where he honestly him and Wedding Crashers, fuck Wedding Crashers didn't make this list, which is a travesty. That that. I actually, I might put that in for knocked up next round. Just do it. Just do it. Yeah, I'd rather oh, talk yeah. about that. I'm doing it right now. <laughs> I'm going to win, but I want to talk about it. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, that set those two guys like on a trajectory after that movie. It was just so successful. Um, and, uh, and Todd Phillips on a tra- trajectory where he's like kind of in the Adam McCabe. He's like, I'm going to do two more of these and then I'll be able to do movies I want to do. And then he made war dogs, which I'm like entertaining. Movie. But I'm not I a, love that movie. Uh, I, I wasn't like a massive fan. Uh, and then Joker, which was obviously a massive success things. I really like about it. And then honestly, the only reason I didn't like that movie was other people's discourse about it. Sucking its dick. Joker. Yeah. I, I actually think I would have liked it a lot more if people didn't – if I had not heard outside opinion about it. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand the outside opinion about it, like why they said th- certain things about it. But anyway, let's, uh, let's go to the South region where Wedding Crashers actually just stepped in, uh, knocked up, got COVID, and you know how we have our rules here. We're, we follow the rules here. We got a wedding crashes versus Anchorman. Um, I don't really need to say anything about Anchorman. I mean, wedding crashers. Milk was a bad choice. I mean, that that's it. Done. Wedding crashers. Uh, is it? You seem assemble, guys. I'm Ron. We're right here. Oh, wow! You've been here the whole time. Yeah. (laughs) Baxter Bark twice if you're in Milwaukee. I think every Marquette kid said that drunk once a weekend, probably. Probably up yeah. once that, you go to school in Milwaukee, that becomes part of your uh That's... part of your toolkit. What do you toolkit? Tuba. I, I, I think I sang that more than the Marquette fight song in my four years there. It was Baxter Park twice. Well, Wedding Crash is the fucking massive movie, man. Like um I don't know that it's Vince Vaughn's movie at the end of the day. I mean, that is Vince Vaughn, I think, at his prime. He slam dunked. It's that or another movie we're gonna discuss later. He slam dunked on the world in that movie. I agree. Have you guys ever seen Swingers? Of course. Okay. The money. Think of this. Swingers, uh, Wedding Crashers, his character in Wedding Crashers is the older version of him in Swingers. Where he's just like he's refined his game a little bit more, and now he knows how to how to he knows how to go out there and have a party and get laid, and he's a little bit better at it, and he's got a whole system for it now. You know what's weird is that old school, which came out before Wedding Crashers, would be the version of him after Wedding Crashers. After Wedding Crashers, yeah. yes. After he married yeah. Isla, Isla Fisher, which, by the way, quick, very quick side note: Isla Fisher 
is in Wedding Crashers. She plays uh, the, the girl that is in love with, with Vince Vaughn. The fact that she's married to Sasha Baron Cohen blows my mind. She's married to Borat. Isn't it? It's just one of those celebrity. He's a handsome dude. Sasha Baron Cohen. I know, but he's, he's a pretty handsome dude. He is. A, he is a good looking. He's dude very handsome dude. in the spy. And, if you haven't and seen he's funny. I haven't. And no, he is. It's just it's, it was just one of those random incredible. celebrity link ups that I, I couldn't. wrap. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's like, also great. In there's tap, a lot of spice. You were talking about the other day. Yeah. He's well, awesome. I mean, I love, I love, he, I'm looking at him now. That's a good looking guy. That's a good looking guy. Objective. The last, last note I'll say about that. We got, we're, we're going to have Anchorman moving on. Bradley Cooper, shout out. Unbelievable in that movie. Hmm. Um, but uh, my last shout out is Isla Fisher's best movie is actually Scooby-Doo. <laughs> what is she playing Scooby-Doo? She's one of the people that gets, you know, turning like a, Zombie. For some reason, I thought you were going to say she's still she hot when she's a zombie thing. The one thing, the green the, eyes. My last note on Wendy Crashers, I just love the scene when, <laughs> when, when they're eating breakfast the next morning, and and Owen Wilson's in the back, just like, "I love you, big guy. Yeah, Come here, big guy. guy. <laughs> Come on." And like he's just like, Trah! he's just like eating muffins. That that is where Vince Vaughn sealed sealed it for me. Like he, both of them are so great in that role, but. Yeah, Anchorman's moving on when he crashes valiant, valiant effort from, from the four seed. Okay, I am really worried about this next one, man. This is the t- – I think it's the best matchup of all of them. Is, is this the Ben Stiller yeah, matchup? It's Ben Stiller-Justin Theroux matchup. Justin Theroux, cousin of Louis Theroux, if you guys know him, fucking great documentarian mm-hmm. writer, uh, unbelievable. He's British. Justin is English. And Justin – Stars in one of my favorite TV shows, uh, um, The Leftovers. But we got Tropic Thunder and Zoolander. I don't even know if there's a seating here. Uh, I'm not even going to talk about either. Like, Tropic Thunder is the only movie that might arguably be in my, it's in my top five war movies of all time, for sure. I don't know if it's in my top five comedies. It might be in my top five comedies. I'm not sure. This is but, a tough one. Because they're two they're such different movies. I this is the point. One is smart comedy and like well, very satirical. Well, they're both satirical comedies for sure, but one more so than the other. Dude, I for me, the scene that won me over, I'm gonna go with Zoolander as my favorite. What sticks with you? Zoolander. Dude, the 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 walk-off. That is that scene, and the fact that they have that David Bowie just shows up out of nowhere, right? And, he, and he's he's like he's like perhaps I can be of some, or he says something like that. Perhaps I can be of some assistance. And then like that scene, just that was like one of the first movies that I remember watching. I, there's there's personal bias here, but that's one of the first movies that I remember watching as as like a kid. I'm like I probably shouldn't be watching this. There. are are way too many hot chicks in this, like like semi nude, and I'm a little bit too young for this. But I, it was one of those movies where I just it will always stick with me because I definitely watched it when I was too young, so it'll always be, I'll always have really good memories of it. And uh, yeah, I just think that uh, that that walk off scene was incredible. I also love the appearance from Billy Zane. <laughs> He's like, put a cork in it, Zane. <laughs> that that shit just cracks me up. It's the little. The little things in that movie that I like, so I'm gonna 
I'm going to go with Zoolander, even though I'm, I'm not too big to admit that Tropic Thunder is by far the better movie as a comedy. I'm going to go with Zoolander. I'm still, I, I'm still mentally going at it, but going off the little things from Zoolander, I, I think the best line in the entire movie is, yes, but why male models? Derek, <laughs> I just explained it. Like, I, obviously, obviously the, the whole coal mine scene, Papa got the black lung. That's, I, damn, I think I got the black lung, Pop. You've been down there for one day, Derek. Talk to me after 40 years. Oh they got God. John Voight for I like, might be talking myself like a two-scene part. John Voight with the Derek That's my son. Haircut. That's my son. Yeah. What did you think was going to make me happy? Getting on stage and waving, swinging your wiener Vince around. Vaughn's, Vince Vaughn's one of his brothers there. With yeah. his yeah. hair yeah. pulled back at the bar, too. Zulander's great. Zulander's and Jerry great. Stiller be, be, being his agent, just like the most Jewish agent ever, which is just <laughs> kind of what the Stiller family was for a while there. Like just yeah. like, just played, just played the most over the top himself. Um, but dude, I don't think enough can be said about traffic thunder. Really? I, it's it, when you look at ensemble comedies, I mean, piecing together everything. And just the fact that Robert Downey Jr. Has this backstory within the backstory within the movie uh, always gets me. I, I love the, when they're doing the, the intros at the beginning and it's the, it's the movie where him and uh, Elijah, what's his name from Spider-Man? Well, why am I blanking out? Toby Maguire? Toby Maguire. Sorry, I don't know where Elijah came from. Elijah came from, yeah. Yeah, whatever. Sorry. You think Elijah, uh, we were, Wood. Elijah Wood. My bad. I was going to Elijah Wood. Where him and Toby Maguire play, play the gay priests. <laughs> like, yeah. That, 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 that trailer, all those the things at the beginning. The music me. the music in that trailer, I remember, is like kind of gets groovy. And then they're yeah, like, it, it's kind of like a like a XM65 spa jazz. Yeah. 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 And even even um, his name, even Robert Juni, Robert Downey Jr.'s character name is such a like pretentious actor name, Kurt Lazarus. Lazarus. <laughs> <laughs> like it just it's it it's all so good. That's that's actually, Dave. I when you first said this is gonna be the matchup, I was like, eh. It's that's a pretty fucking good matchup right it, there. Tr- Tropic Thunder is it, it, it's one of these that's on here where I'm like, it's a much better movie by almost every metric than fucking Zoolander. Zoolander is like an SNL sketch. It's an SNL sketch made into a fucking movie. Yep. But so is Wayne's World, dude. What's wrong with that? So is MacGruber. Night at the Rocks. I know, but Zoolander. Tropic Thunder is just unfucking believable. It's just like, better. I mean, it's dude, just better. You get Jeff Portnoy and his fatty farts. It, when he is like <laughs> tied up, going through his heroin draws, and he's like talking to Jay Barish, he's like, Fatty's fart three is coming down the pike and give me a part. Just give me a little taste. I, I, I lose it every fucking time. Or, dude, when, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise's character in that movie. Oh, how Tom fucking Cruise. big they make And McConaughey. Movie. And McConaughey. Yeah. When McConaughey's holding up the picture of him and Ben Stiller and then the G7 magazine, and he's doing like the whole contemplating, what do I do? Um, you want me to the G7? And then the, uh, the G7 come back and coming back at the end is awesome. It's yeah. a great movie. It's a great movie. And, and and the the Tom I think the Tom Cruise appearance for me might like I said Zoolander but like thinking like you know doing the mental math just Tom Cruise is fucking the the way that the fact that they CGI'd his hands 
to make him look huge. Like when he's holding the phone like this, and he's like, "You could literally go fuck your own face." And his he's like, like Uncle I Jack. Know, I just his and his forearms. He's got like Popeye forearms. Just hilarious. hilarious. My favorite line. My favorite line though would be when McConaughey is like, when he's telling him, he's like, "I have a son now." His name and it, it, it's that one kid at the camp. Been yeah, so telling that yeah. he's like, "You got a son now." He's like. I'm still stuck with mine. <laughs> At least you got to choose yours. <laughs> and then Steve, uh, Coogan, I, Steve Coogan is great in everything he does, uh, but especially that Nolte as Damien. And, and, as uh, uh, what, uh, uh, was it? Fourleaf? Fourleaf, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Danny McBride as the yeah, explosive just technician. To, just playing Danny McBride. Yeah. And that's why that movie is so great. That's why I got to go Zoolander. You're going with Zoolander? I I, ha- I I'm going Zoolander. I can't not like I love. This is the toughest. We're gonna need a tiebreaker here. No, I, mean, I I'm no, I talked myself. Too. I, I initially. I what are you guys doing? Zoolander five minutes ago. I, I talked myself. Into, I again. This is one where I mean, well, Lorenzo, you said it. Tropic Lorenzo, I'll, a I'll put an movie. asterisk. Yeah, Tropic is a better movie. Next to this, but... being like. Yeah. We need to know when the person you you were you were ready to move Tropic Thunder ahead. No, no, I believe I think Zoolander, like, I think, like, I just want so, to put a footnote in. That's what's so hard about like trying to determine what is what is the great, like, better. Because, like, of course, Tropic Thunder is a better movie and probably should be the one that moves on. Me personally, though, I like Zoolander more. And I think it's, and I laugh more because it's, it's fucking stupid and funny mm-hmm. and just and it's you know I, I i i said i initially that i think zoolander should move on but tropic thunder is for sure the better movie i, I think this is the one match that comes down to we just have to pick one moment like what is the moment you need as the ultimate tiebreak between this scene now i'm going back to yes but why male models yeah that, that the, the, if there's one, one line time. from this combined three and a half four hours of cinema that i have to pick out it's that one, and it, it's interesting what you guys hate really to talked say it, about because you realize we've been trained after Anchorman. It was like, oh, these dumb fucking movies you can look at in a brilliant light rather than just being like an Adam Sandler movie, like like. Anchorman redefined <laughs> dumb humor, but also where people are like analyzing it. Adam Sandler shit is just like he's up there just making jokes. You laugh, you laugh. You don't, you don't. Like, well, Adam. I think the reason why it didn't, it doesn't land as well with Adam Sandler movies is because he plays the same fucking character in every, in almost every movie. Big, big dumb man child who who can't grow. Besides, up. I mean, we don't need to get in. I, I wanted to actually eventually do a a, a podcast featuring. Uh, the Safdie brothers, because you and me were at that movie. We saw that together. Yeah, that was... I Fucking mean, Uncut Gems. Is just- I love... Let me just interject. Uh, let me just state this. I love Adam Sandler to death. And 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 I am not... By my, right previous first, statement, my previous statement is in no way like an indictment on his brilliant body of work. And, you know, you want to talk about an a, a actor, comedian that imprinted all of us heavily in our lives? Adam Sandler's for sure out there. Anyways, continue. All righty. I think Zoolander gets the – Z gets the W. I think so. Yeah. All right. 
Now, in the East region, we got Harold and Kumar versus This Is The End. And I want to preface on saying, I don't know if This Is The End is the latest. I'm pretty sure it's the last movie on this list that came out. Because I think sometimes comedy needs time to breathe to see the how how much it holds up. Um, and this... This at the end seems like kind of the end of the uh, the Apatow, uh, uh, Seth uh, Rogue, you know that era of thing, and and they do like TV stuff and and shit, Trainwreck, and good movie, but not like that funny. Uh, it, same with uh, King of Staten Island, I loved it, but n- not like super funny um so that's why i included that one I'm, it's kind of in my and i also fucking love it um and i had harold kumar as the one seed it's the one seed for which i didn't mention before bromcoms um and i didn't know if anybody had an issue with me putting zoolander in the bromcom category but i really at a certain point those two guys love each other but um Thoughts on This Is The End? I saw that movie in theaters with Cyrus back in 2013, and we laughed our asses off. I, I love that party scene. My, I think we're going to start talking a couple more, at least one more Michael Sarah role after this. But um, th- This Is The End is one of Michael Sarah's best roles. When he's just coked out of his mind at the party, and then he gets Jeez, stabbed baby. by the phone, and he gets stabbed by the, the, the light post, and he grabs his phone, and he's like, Oh, this is embarrassing. Um, I saw some tweet though, is in real life that, that scene between him and Rihanna. He he made this deal with Rihanna. He goes, if I can actually slap slap your ass, you can actually slap me in the face. She slapped him so hard, she got him right in the eardrum and knocked him off balance, like threw off his inner e- equilibrium in that scene, which is why he's like, Oh fuck. Like that is a hundred percent natural reaction. And I'm not getting in Rihanna's way after <laughs> after seeing that movie, but Michael I mean, Cera was the shit in that movie. I agree, he was great, he was great, and he was yeah. only in it for such a short period of time, and it was it was it, he, he packed such a punch. I like I like my my guy in that movie. The 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 number one character is uh, for me, Danny McBride. Yeah, it's they, yeah. They they have they fucking started off with the. Uh, uh, what's the hip hop group? When the shit goes down, down you gotta be ready. Up. He starts making the bacon, he's flipping eggs and pancakes. Making all the shit. Any other day, any other day, Danny McBride, you are the king of the world for making such a dope breakfast. Any he, other day. The, the scene where he's young, he's like, all right, let me guess what you guys did last night. He's like, and he's like, <laughs> don't so did acid, wearing no pants. He's like, Franco su- or sucked a couple dicks. Like, <laughs> Or just his very opening. The the opening is him taking a piss on the toilet seat. He gets his pee all over the toilet seat, and then he wipes it with his shoe on. He just takes his he just yes, takes his yes. shoe and just wipes it. Like <laughs> and that. you do it cinematically. It's beautiful. It's like, and he doesn't get every drop too. Like, yeah, oh yeah, it, he leaves it. It's just it's streaky and shit. I was raised in a family of women. D- Danny McBride has managed to to like. People really believe that that's what he is like. 
And he's just living he in South Carolina doing his own fucking thing at all times. Another great Jonah Hill feature in this from a couple scenes, like the whole we just tie, we just tie, nice. Or when he's like, dear God, it's me, Jonah Hill from Moneyball. <laughs> America's sweetheart. America's sweetheart. And then when he's in the confessional, he's like, so something super unchill happened last night. <laughs> when he's when he's talking, he's like, to Jay, he's like, nobody gives a fuck, Jay. When he's like a demon. Right. Oh, yeah, I mean, you're going to exercise me? Oh, yeah, really? <laughs> oh, yeah, Jay? Yeah, really? That, that's it right there, yeah. Yeah. Really, Jay? Uh, he's great, but, uh, I mean, like, Harold and Kumar is a movie that I think about, it, I, I, it almost doesn't even seem like a movie to me. It seems like something I, like, I see in, like, or at least I did in, like, everyday actions I took in high school or college so many other places like not only is it fucking hilarious but like that there's no movie like fucking harold and kumar like it's the modern day cheech and chong for our generation and, in a way. and i i, I it, it, it's better because it's not necessarily like about it's not really weed humor yeah it's not just all. about smoking weed it's, it's not shit you get into it, after you smoke weed and it's so much about those two boys like I get I get like emotional thinking about it because I, I know I sound silly but like I what happens in that movie is a, is a pretty real thing that one guy helping his buddy man. get one guy helping his buddy get the girl get the check That's a movie and some antics happen along the way who's way yeah. out of his league who is yeah. way out oh. of his league too she's really hot that that girl in that movie from from, dude no she she comes back she's in both she's uh, yeah she's in the other other ones too she's 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 (laughs) her her dad is danny trejo in christmas which is right fantastic he's so about the tree (laughs) in the christmas one it's too good i love i i think harold and kumar the person that stands out the the one scene in that movie where he goes out they pick up Neil Patrick Harris and then he goes outside and he sees that his car is gone and he turns and he's like, did Dookie Hauser just steal my fucking car? <laughs> I fucking die laughing every time. I die laughing. I will say this so about Harold and Kumar. I, I watched it ad nauseum when I was a kid. So for me, it's, it's like, it's lost a little bit of luster just mm. because I, I, I just watched it so many times. And then I started I started smoking weed and I was like, I had this preconceived notion of like, oh, like smoking weed is awesome. Harold and Kumar, like you get into all this crazy shit, but then it's kind of like smoking weed's awesome. We're going to drive around and go to Burger King and you know what I mean? So I was, it does That's a, a really good, good job. Of, That's a good of, knock. It, yeah. I mean, it was, it was fine. I mean, it does a really good job of, of hyping up smoking weed, especially like when we were like, what were we like 10, 11 years old when that movie came out? It was like, is this this is, I don't know. I, I thought it was good. I liked it. But then once I started smoking, it was like, man, eh, this is just okay. Well, where do we fall on this one? Cause I'm actually, I'm, I'm actually, I'm going, this is the end. So I, personally. I, I am too, just because I, I think Harold Kumar's had the, the bigger millennial impact. But if I, if I had to choose between which one I'm, I'm going to watch right now, it's no, this question. is the end. 
I'm, I'm, I'm going to shroud this is the end right so now. So are we are we mainly going on this round on which one we'd rather watch right now? Like, because some I, of the I, I've seen, like, if it gets to a final round, say, and I've seen, it's my favorite comedy, but I'd rather be watching the other one right now. I think I think that's your it's, own personal it's all subjective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Like, for, for me, I'm, I'm so close on them. That's just what I'm doing right now for this round i might i might have a completely different reason next round but the this is the end is really just a great culmination of what was our generation's best comedic run probably um they have really defined us i feel like harold and kumar were more my older brothers that's a good Sorry, yeah i'm i'm definitely harold and kumar yeah. in, in this head-to-head battle but i mean, Lorenzo, I mean this is the end Lorenzo, is, is good though obviously but I mean, all these movies are good, but I I look at this as the end and like, I wouldn't call it the high point of anyone in that movies. Like no one, it's their like very best moment in my opinion. I might. Maybe Michael Sarah, but. um, No. No, Michael Sarah's best moment's coming up next. I agree. But. I agree. That's a very good, good way of looking at it. Lorenzo, what are you doing? I'm I I'm on I'm actually back on the fence, so I'm 50-50. So I am in on this is the end. So we have yeah, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna end. go with, with this is the end. Just we got two for I, this is the end. Bruce yeah. is Harold and Kumar. So indecisive Dave is gonna make a decision here whether no nope, you, you went two to one. I can't decide on anything ever, so why would I decide on this? I'll let you guys do it for me. This the end moves on. Biggest upset. That's an upset. The, that the, is a that's a four upset. one upset. <laughs> yeah, Not gonna say I didn't see it coming. Oh, did you rig the bracket that way? Uh, <laughs> we need to. We need one upset. Here we go. All right. We got super bad as the two seed facing off against the other guys. So super bad is essentially we got Michael Sarah. Uh, his first real thing after uh, arrest development. And he has a perfect way of breaking out of George Michael while retaining some of it, but being an actual human being. And Jonah Hill just fucking rocking shit up. But really, I don't know about you guys. I'm just going to say right now, the stars of this movie are fucking Rogan and Hater. Yes. Yeah. The officers. It's... That's a good call. I'm. I mean, uh, I love. I, for me, like, like just talking about the matchup, super bad versus the other guys. It's not even close. I mean, super bad is is incredible, and it was like it came out right as we were going into high school, so it had a lot of like it was it was really relevant for where we were at in life and what some of the shit we're going to be encountering. Well, mainly for Cyrus. So Cyrus, it came out in 07. Cyrus, you were a senior then. You were the same age. Like, Michael Sarah was, I think, 18 or 19 at that time. I think I it, Jonah Hill was older. But. I think I had just started college, but oh, okay. I definitely re- related to those characters a lot. It was unbelievably <laughs> relatable, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's a super relatable movie. And the other thing, too, something that blew my mind was... Like I had heard that, like when I like it wasn't until later on that I found out that Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg 
wrote those two characters as themselves. So if you go back too and old. watch that movie and just yeah. picture Seth Rogen as Jonah Hill, like it's brilliant. Yeah. It's it's absolutely no, brilliant. Jonah Hill is actually way better than Seth Rogen would have ever been. So. <laughs> and playing, yeah, playing yeah. Seth. Playing like Seth I love Rogen, Seth yeah. Rogen, but I, I've uh, often talked about this when I, I would often say like. I, I would consider Seth Rogen in the top five current comedians right now. People be like, you know, they're thinking stand up or, or like performances. And I'm like, I just thought of all the shit that Seth Rogen writes. I'm like, there's too much good, funny shit that he does for me not to put him in that level. Same with like Tina Fey. Like they just produce too much funny shit that they're responsible for that puts them in that, funny level at upper echelon yeah he pumps yeah. out a ton of content he's he's another guy that's got his hands just in so much shit i wish we made me as motivated as it makes him that's it i would yeah. want to enjoy my money at some point and just fucking take it easy for a little while but that's why he is he is he and we are we yes yeah I, I i don't know how many new revelations we're making here about super bad besides just the, the greatest thing ever but the the one scene i'll just pull up on youtube randomly is michael sarah singing guess who's these eyes in the cocaine room yes. it it yes. gets me every single time <laughs> I, I i've never seen a funnier just like just bad karaoke but that my favorite part of it is, is right before when they're like oh yeah like it's Jimmy's brother. My brother came out from Blackstaff, Arizona, from um, Blackstaff, Arizona, and they're trying to get him to do it. They're trying to get him to do it. And the one guy leans in and she goes, "Don't make it. Don't make it weird, man." Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. that's his to do it. And and the other thing too, and like everyone in the room's kind of getting into it. They're like, "Hey, man, talk about the pain." The hurting zombie. Talk about the hurt, man. Yeah. They yeah. they each <laughs> take a different. They each take a different instrument. The one guy's going, "Wow," but I I wow. love that movie. Too like I I I hadn't I, I watched it to death when it first came out. Then I didn't watch it for a long time, and I probably watched it again like two or three years ago. Here's something that blew my mind: they're in high school and they go to this party, this this a super adult party where like you walk in and nobody's even hiding the fact that they're that they're ripping a bong. Like there's just like all these like super hot chicks all over the place, older looking people. And as a high school kid, if you walked into something like that, you'd be like, wow, I don't belong. I'm oh, I'd be out the door. Yeah. Out the door. I was, no I was a scared little high school kid. Now we're at that age where those are our parties. <laughs> <laughs> those are our parties. And I imagine a kid from high school coming into a, like a party at 1901, Dave, or something like that. And I'm like, yo, dude, you, you gotta fucking leave. You can't be here. You Unless he's a- his brother. Huh? Unless he's Jimmy's brother. Unless he's Jimmy's brother. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like, it, it, if we all saw some high school kids walking to a party, we'd go grab like two beers out of the fridge and be like, it, take these down the street to the park and go. Like, yeah, there yeah, you right, go, kid. Right. Like, have fun. It, it, it's one of those things, as, as outlandish as some of it is, it feels so accurate to how I, the last party scene when they're at the house, that doesn't seem necessarily that like, I don't know how he gets the beer over there and like the fucking the uh, detergent jugs, you know, all that stuff. That party though, that you're talking about Lorenzo is like the most real thing. I think in, <laughs> in, like other than him trying to get booze and that struggle, at yeah. least 
for me and at Oak Ridge, like it was, you really, you, I would always hit up my brother's buddies to be like, are you guys available? Dude, that's, that's how it was for everyone, man. Yeah. Like, and that's the thing too. Like, I love, I love the fact like super bad has aged so well that I can identify with different sets of characters. Like, like, I remember looking at that party that they go to that first one that I was talking about. And I remember being like, wow, these adults who are having this party are fucking burnouts. Like, are we going to be like that? And sure enough, we're fucking having parties and still getting. Hilarious. And then, then all of a sudden Lorenzo, you're roped into uh, doing drugs and and singing for other people. I don't do drugs. Okay. So (laughs) I'm going to transition this into, the other guys. And I'll preface this by saying I am a massive I like buddy cop movies maybe more than like I, I not even necessarily as like genre like I'm shockingly a lethal weapon one over lethal weapon two guy. Uh midnight run. I wish I could have put it on this list, even though most people are in fire as just a straight comedy. 48 hours like that all that shit i love so much i like buddy uh uh cop comedies road trip comedies all of that kind of thing the other guys i remember hearing before i went and saw it i had no expectations for it i didn't know who adam mckay was either at the at this time and i should have known oh adam mckay did ricky bobby bubble you know all these i thought it looked like trash i went and saw it and my expectations like were could have never been exceeded anymore. And I had a stage probably as a senior in high school, maybe, maybe right after, of just playing a lot of ping pong, smoking a lot of weed, and watching like cop comedies. And the other guys was in rotational. I I love this movie more than most like it holds a very special place in my heart. Will Ferrell is on another level in this. Wahlberg is perfect to on the seesaw of those two people. Michael Keaton is out of control yeah, in this in with his TLC references. No one and says three the... people are calling TLC. It's not funny anymore. <laughs> I thought. Yeah, David. Some waterfalls. <laughs> David, uh, I, I, I couldn't agree more with you from an expectation standpoint. I saw this movie in the theaters with my brothers. And I remember going into being like, whatever, like Will wanted to see this movie and just pissing my pants. It's when, when they're driving across the bridge and he's like, hey, man, I got you a little gift. This is weird. No, it's not just it's a grown man giving another grown man a gift. It's weird. And he opens it up and it's the female body inspector mug. The next 30 seconds of Will Ferrell just being like... <laughs> I'm a sick puppy man. What do you want me to say? I, I got a sick sense of humor. Like I, I have a sick puppy man because we were both in law enforcement. Little River Band is playing. He throws on the he throws on the LRB. That um, oh my god! It's now was dreaming of the night. They play off each other very well, and like you gotta like imagine being, imagine being <clears throat> Will Ferrell and you are trying to you're going you're you're starting to see a woman who's divorced and has kids and then meeting that guy for the first time and being like fuck i mean like i just 
Like it's I don't hold it. I don't hold a candle to this guy. No, you but know what I mean, the beauty of how well it works is that like Wahlberg. I'm not even sure. You sometimes wonder if he's really just pissed off at Will Ferrell. Like if he Wahlberg doesn't know if he's like doing a comedy because like he is essentially Nick Nolte in Forty Eight Hours or uh, uh, Danny Glover in in lethal weapon of just like sick of the other person's like antics the straight guy you know he's just so insane and i mark he's just so fucking great in that i i mean my point being i'm i know this is crazy i'm and i know you guys are voting super bad but i'm i i am an other guy's guy like this is why I ranked these things. The other guys might even be too high. Maybe it shouldn't even be on this list. But I'm I'm an other guys through and through. Like it's one of my favorite movies to ever watch. I'm an other guys guy. That's I get it. it. I mean, I just had to make we my are. Case. I knew we I all was, are. I had to make my case. I mean, yeah. it's. I'm not even chalking that 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 up as a loss, Dave. I feel bad not voting for the other guys. They just ran into a super bad buzzsaw. I mean, it's, oh, it, it's a matchup. It, it, it's all about matchup. DJ Roos. It's tough. DJ Roos, what are your thoughts about both of these guys? Definitely super bad for, for me. Like, you showed me other, other guys, and I was surprised that, like, I, I was surprised at how good it was. But super bad, like, I mean, when, I, when it came out, it just, it just ripped so hard. And like like Lorenzo was saying, it just it grows better with age. Yeah, it, it does. It, does. it ages so, very well. Okay, I'll, I'll I'll say two things about both. The one reason I think I like uh, the other guys more as time has gone on is the Big Short coming out later, where I realized, oh, Adam McKay's idea of a movie, he kind of wants to attack bigger ideas, and there he was trying to attack like fraudulent, you know the scaffolding plant, you know, like how do you dig in deep as a detective and, and a forensic accountant gets it who is Will Ferrell in that. Um, and then with the super bad thing, super bad is I know like, like I think Tropic Thunder is a better movie than Zoolander. Although I picked Zoolander super bad is great, but sometimes I'm like, that feels too real. I don't want to like relive high school. You, you, you know, that feeling, but yeah. I, I don't know what cop life is like. That's why I like watching it. It's more of an escape, and that's why yeah, people watch movies. Exactly. Yeah. Although Superbad is kind of the per—I mean, it is the perfect level of like the shenanigans that are just like the, just in, the in the grocery in the grocery enjoy fucking Dude, jewels. The, the grocery enjoy store fucking is maybe the best. Have fun, fucking jewels. I will. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, let's move on to the uh, northeast west region. Old school Ricky Bobby. Uh, I don't. Ricky Bobby's just fucking funny. I got nothing really else to say about it. Just yeah. fucking funny is, I think, the perfect three word description for that movie. It's great. Everyone loves it. Another great Jane Lynch performance. Shout out Jane Lynch. And I mean, the whole Cal not or when 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 he's doing Grace. And just when when just like I've been slaving over this for hours, and just all the talk about KFC. It's that's a classic scene for it, for, for our generation. One hundred percent. That's something that most that, guys our age can can quote 
probably 90% that movie. I'll, I'll say why I think it's the, the, I think it's the worst movie on this list. And I just put it in cause I wanted to put four Adam McKay movies in. And the only other one I could have done was Anchorman two, which I, I Anchorman two would have been second to Anchorman in my mind. You guys, we're not getting out of Anchorman two. I know, right now, Dave. I didn't include it because I didn't want to go through all of that. Dave, I love Anchorman two. Dave, but Ricky Bobby's like kind of a YouTube movie. Like, yeah. like you can go get the best clips on YouTube, and, and then you're in and out, and you're done. Like Step Brothers is a better use of John C. Riley. Uh, Good way to put it. Yeah. Um, I just that that movie is fucking funny, but it it just doesn't hold up. Like it's a clip movie. People want to see the kids talking shit to. Yeah. So what'd you boys do today? I went through a bunch of grandpa chips, old war medals off the bridge. (laughs) I was like, good day. Like that. That's what people want to hear. Like, uh, I don't know. I this one isn't too close for me. This was all randomized, by the way. Mm. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the rankings, how I did this. Ricky Bobby was good. It's, it's a, I will say this, like it, it really does a fucking hilarious job of showing like redneck life, <laughs> especially like rednecks who, who come into a little bit of money. Exce- excessive, excessive rednecks. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, like, and I think uh, Danny, you said that, that the, the movie that kind of like, or the scene that I always think of with that movie will always be, the dinner scene with just like absurd amounts of fast food Domino's and they love KFC. it and, they, and they love it. They love eating that shit. You know, it looks like something I would want when I'm like 22 years old. Like yeah. that's, yeah. yeah. It's just like, in the fact that like they're, they're just full grown adults. And then I, is it just, am I remembering this correctly? They have like a huge, they all have huge fucking things of Powerade. That they're yeah, just yeah. On. Because he prays for the new Mystic Berry Blast or, or whatever in the right, prayer. or like, something like I, that. I am contractually obligated to pray for the new flavor of Powerade or whatever it is. <laughs> it like, just yeah. reminds me of something. It just reminds me of like people who shop exclusively at Walmart. Like, you know what I mean? Like that's that's Ricky Bobby for me, you know. I think but. that's what it's going for. DJ Roots, did you did you see this? <clears throat> In theater, I remember you telling mm-hmm. me you weren't like a big fan at the I or I think you yeah. told me you weren't a big fan at the time. Yeah, I mean re- retrospectively I do like it more than I did at the time, but I don't know. It it just didn't it didn't strike me. I mean there's not really anything else about it. Like I mean I obviously it is funny, but it's kind of uh the story is like almost exactly the same as Anchorman, like a guy who like falls from no. from whoa, grace whoa, 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 whoa. and then no, has no. to like have this redemption they're nothing alike man the anchorman franchise i'm calling it a franchise now <laughs> two movie franchise <laughs> we are not going a, on we date. that's we, a sacred we're done with scroll anchorman. you're talking about there no i get it like, and also I was going to say also a knock on on Ricky Bobby for the text of this podcast is that it's going up against Ricky Bobby is a very well-known and what a lot of people think of when they think Will Ferrell in their mind with a 25 year old kid, you ask them, they're probably going to say that, but this movie is going up against Will Ferrell's arguably best, best role as Frank. It's his breakout role. Yeah. Well, 
I I'll actually get in that in the next. Well, round. You, you could say I SNL gotta, probably for for we that. Probably but. start speeding through these. I I don't think there's any kind. I I we do we let's wait. And we don't even need to touch school. old school. We don't. Old, old school will be discussed later. All right. yeah. This um, is the last one. For Pineapple Express, Gangster Marshall. Um, Pineapple Express, in my mind, is going to move on, but Forgetting Sarah Marshall does not get enough love. That movie is a, an absolute all-timer. If, if you want to, like, dip your toes into rom-com, uh, it's it's full boat. I, I love it. When, it when leaves he sings more calm than rom. Yes, right. 100%. Right. When he first sings the Van Helsing song at that bar in Hawaii, floors me. Like, like the, when the moment Mila Kuna starts breaking down, I break down it's every time, getting too. kind of hard to believe things are going And if I find Ben Helsing, I'm going to kill him. Yeah. And then seeing it at the end, too. Like, I'm so I, glad that they I would have loved to go to that show. Like, so I would love. I. I would go see that's that in my heartbeat. buddy. You, I would go see I, that in a heartbeat. I, I downloaded the YouTube clip off of that, converted it on the, the site YouTube to MP3, and got it on my iPod. <laughs> I liked this. I was like, it cracks me up. Like, I really, high school move. Yeah. You, you felt the passion that Peter had yeah. when he was making that. Like, also I mean, one of the all time, one of the all time most hilarious and unexpected full male frontal nudity scenes <laughs> when he just drops his towel and his cocks just hang. Yeah, out. I've got a surprise it, for you. It's <laughs> so much. It's so much better than any of Danny McBride's things because. If you watch the Dan McBride thing, you're like, you're gonna see a lot of penises. Like yeah, he this... likes to show how like it's I've always felt like Dan McBride has has this uh, thing in his head where he's like, you know, we have to go back for all of the the female frontal nudity we've shown. Let's show as much male frontal nudity and show how fucking disgusting it is. And it is. But <laughs> and it is. <laughs> A lot of a lot of hair. A lot uh, of no, it, it's when when he when he turns around and he's just like, "You shall not." <laughs> Hilarious. I, I for me I, and like, <clears throat> see, I keep going back to Danny McBride, man. He is. I, I I think I just love him so much. Like he would be the only reason why why I'd want Pineapple Express to move on because I like forgetting Sarah Marshall more. But his him is. As Rex, his name's Rex and Pineapple Express, right? Yeah, yeah. He's red, he's, red. he's hilarious. It's a kimono, it's a kimono dog makes me aerodynamic when I fight. The so fight. Funny. I was the when um when they get in the fight in Pineapple Express in his house is yeah. one of the best bits of physical physical comedy I've seen since there's something about Mary <laughs> that it and it's a great it's such a real version of how these three stoners would fight like throwing ashtrays at each other, hitting them with dustbuster. Time out, time out, time out. Okay, time in. You tune okay, in. Time in. Yeah. 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 Incredible. I, yeah, That's I, a good call. Pineapple Express is moving on, but forgetting Sarah Marshall is one that I will die on the hill on every single time. It's, we'll it's we'll so do good. a we'll do a we'll do another one of these with rom coms. Yeah. At some point, because forgetting Sarah Marshall falls in that. Knocked up will not be nominated. Because I I hate Man, I might have just like a little spite in my heart for that movie. Why? I don't know. Why. I don't Kath, know. I just, I, she's a weak leading lady. It probably stems from my hate for how funny, uh, like I thought funny people the first hour and a half was the funniest shit ever. And then it goes into him trying to get back with uh, his ex. 
well, in Judd Apatow's wife. I, I yeah, Leslie Mann. Leslie Mann, George of the Jungle. Um, yeah, and movie. every Apatow movie. But I just know her from George of the Jungle. George First thing I ever saw her in. And the cable guy. And the cable, yes. And I'm like, why do we have to do, like, it's the reason, like, Mark Maron and people make joke like, about dying before the end of a, uh, you know, an Apatow movie. Like, you literally could die before because it lasts so long. You're like, why the fuck am I here? Um, that's why 40-Year-Old Virgin is the one that, for, for him, that sticks out the most. All right, let, let's hop in. We'll do second round. Okay. All right, so we're in the Elite Eight now? Let's highlight our favorite characters of each and then go through. I like it. All right, mm-hmm. uh, 40-Year-Old Virgin. Um, anybody has, has the floor? Um, if we're going favorite characters, we already talked about Jane Lynch, but shout out Paul Rudd, too. Yeah, Paul um, Rudd dude, and Seth Rogen. I was gonna say the scene when he he and Seth Rogen are playing video games. I, I don't know if that was actually in the script or if it was improvised. I just want to believe it was improvised because they're both like trying to hold back laughing as they're saying it. And it's just such a real moment of just two dudes playing video games, talking shit to each other, but like you're gay because of this. Like I, I forgot exactly the all, all the digs they made. Yeah, I know you're gay because you like you listen to Coldplay. Coldplay. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, nothing is better than a little mixtape I made, boner jam, boner jams, <laughs> boner <movie>. jams. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. joke. Like I remember when I heard it, I was like, "This was written specifically from like, like me and Cyrus's yeah. humor." You, you grow up with somebody, you you develop a similar sense of humor. I'm like, this is something like somebody wrote for me and Cyrus to just crack <laughs> the fuck up at. Like, it, just too funny. The the guy, the guy that has been forgotten by time is Romani Malco. And I don't yeah. know how he didn't have a career after this movie. I agree. He's so fucking funny in this movie. And so insane. I think they, they did a rewatchables podcast on this movie. And I think he had like a, he had a very super religious family and, you know, he let him know he was doing this movie, but I, I have no idea how much that impacted him going further with whatever he did, but uh, he I don't know. He was in Weeds for yeah, a yeah. while after oh, yeah. that. But he's really funny, and I agree. You don't really see him in a whole lot after that, and it was kind of a shame. Enough. And, dude, he, he was kind of the, like, I remember seeing the trailer for it and being like, this, like, he's kind of the guy. I didn't know who some of these other people were at that yeah. point. I know now because they've been in other things. They've been in shit. But yeah, up to that point, he was kind of like a bit of a draw. I, I would agree, though, my fa- in terms of characters, Seth Rogen, Seth Rogen, in my opinion, drops the best line of that entire movie when they go on the speed dating and uh, they're walking out and it's real subtle. And he's like, you know, my favorite was Gina. <laughs> Remember that? Gina. <laughs> that, that shit cracks me up every time. Yeah, it was actually Gina. I thought Gina was the hottest. So funny. Mindy so Kaling funny. pops up there too at the speed. That's Paul Rudd's like ex. No, uh, is the guy that works in the store, uh, the Middle Eastern guy, is that Mooj? Are you looking up the cast? No, I'm just looking at Wikipedia. I don't know. It might be Mooj. There were two of them. Two of them at the beginning, and then there's one that kind of like 
he oh dude kevin hart's in that movie i i I, not that i saw it on here kevin hart has a quick thing when he's going in there and asking him about like stereos or tvs or something yeah he's you're talking right now yeah (laughs) it's one of those i'm like this is back when kevin hart hadn't made it i'm like he's a little funnier then I think back the only when, like, thing back when he was like on. in Scary Movie Three, and you're like, dude, this guy's fucking funny. That and like that one episode of Party Down, <laughs> like that's like yeah. the only thing I remember from at that point. Um, so those are characters. Jane, I mean, obviously Jane Lynch, another massive shout out because we had already. I thought about that. We had already discussed her. Uh, Step Brothers, Catherine Hahn is like easily the the number one person i think of uh what's uh what's that actor who plays uh adam scott riley's brother oh adam scott yeah those two specifically is what i'm talking about like he steals the sweet child of mine scene when he's like nice vibrato buddy (laughs) it's one of the scenes that i didn't find funny when i first saw it yet i found everything else funny and the further i get away from it the funnier it has become of just the absurdity of it, and at, I mean Adam Scott is absurd in that. But Catherine Hahn, like that, is, that movie is what set her to be able to do everything. She like, she was on WandaVision. She was fucking great. Like, she's one of my favorite uh, actresses there is right now. She's fucking incredible. She's um, good, she was on SNL, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. She was never on SNL. No, no, no. I she, thought she was. I remember knowing about her because after Step Brothers came out, a friend of mine said that Will Ferrell said she's the funniest person he's ever met in his entire life because she she can she came up in uh, Second City. Uh, oh no shit! With like I don't know with John C. Riley, but like that's how they knew. So she yeah, can they knew each other. Go toe to toe with them on yeah. being ridiculous, and that's why she was the perfect thread into this even though she's also an anchor man and has a couple lines um, i love I, I i like richard richard jenkins in this one here here's yes, mary steenberger yes. and mary steenberger dude is great yeah, too. Yeah, i was just gonna say mm-hmm. she's great we're a bunch what of the guys, fuck? Right? yeah we're, we're a bunch of guys i think mary steenbergen is a very attractive older woman very attractive my god i was god. just watching the Ted first, Danson. The first Ted season Danson's of her friend of the pod he's on there Dude, I mean, yeah, she's married to Ted Danson. Wait, Roos, what'd you say? I said I've just been re-watching that first season of Curb, and she's on there. And yeah. Like, Mary yeah. Steve Bird so with Ted Danson. I hate to say, I don't want to, I hate She's good looking. A lot of work done. They all have. She looks the same as she did in Elf. And I'm like, that's not correct. People don't age that way. Yeah. She'd honestly look better if she didn't do anything. She was beautiful to begin with. Yeah, I agree. But I just think it was, it's just, she's always one of those, like, if my wife looks like that, my, my wife that I've yet to find, if she looks like that when she's in her like sixties, early sixties, I done did yeah. good. So. All right. So, so how are we lean on this? So, so if we're just going cast characters. No, as... no, 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 no. Just base it off what, however. Step I'm going Step Brothers. Lorenzo, where are you going? This is this might be one of the hardest matchups, man, because I like 40 year old virgin is so it's like one of those it's up there with with Harold and Kumar and Zoolander as as one of those 
first movies that I ever watched where it's like, this is super inappropriate. Like, like Zoolander was like, it had virgin in the title. Right. Exactly. Like it's already inappropriate. Like, like this is like, like Harold and Kumar was like the first weed spoken movie that I ever watched. Zoolander was the first one where it's like, you know, inappropriate language and, and shit like that. But 40 year old version was like, this is, this is the sex movie. This is the yeah. sex movie that I ever watched. And then you're you know pissed because I mean? there's not enough stuff to jerk off about. <laughs> right. <laughs> and another very dude, you know who else? I'm sorry. I keep talking about like, like chicks who are hot in these movies. Elizabeth Banks in oh, yeah. three-year-old virgin my god <laughs> my god the, the 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 book i'll say when he what what does he ask like uh the how uh how to do it yeah <laughs> do you do it yourself do you do it? Oh, don't worry i won't just tell ask you. questions plant seeds and then you <laughs> fuck the plant i won't tell on you unless you want to be told on <laughs> i don't know for me it's so hard i think just i'm gonna go with four-year-old virgin Overstep Brothers. It's really, really hard. Those are two of my favorite. I'm going 40 year old virgin too. Wow. So, so what's the tiebreaker? What do we decide? If like, what's the one scene in all of them that sets it apart? We're going back to that. It might be the subject I, of the boots. So I, I'd say poker. See, I, I'd say poker, poker scene yeah. or Step Brothers has way more scenes, though, that I, I... I mean, the whole Prestige World Wide Dinner, the whole Catalina Wine Mixer. Okay, so you're looking yeah. at... Dude, the Dude, Catalina the Wine Mixer... he meets Rob Riggle is just... Catalina Wine Mixer. Kobayashi. When he sings, what is it, the Pavarotti or whatever, yeah. and then it shows, it, sh- it flashes to all of them, and they're all like, the fucking Catalina Wine Mixer. That That's super iconic. You're the best big brother ever. Yeah. <laughs> So I, I I came into this expecting to do Step Brothers, but then these two went Step Brothers, and I was like, I had started being to be like four year old, like whatever. What do you guys think? I mean, what's 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 the one? Which one would you put on right now? Four year old uh, virgin, because I've seen Step Brothers more recently. No, but the, the, it has to be also defined on which one do you put on as background noise? Which one do you watch intently? Are you watching with somebody else? Sunday afternoon. No, well, now, non, non-football no, wait, season. Is Sunday, Sunday afternoon, afternoon the, the, the playing field for the tiebreakers? Yeah, yeah. Sunday afternoon. You know, it's it, brothers. Non it's football. It's probably yeah. Non, if you, not if you frame it, Sunday afternoon. Yeah, because probably step brothers. Because you're looking to escape from any worries. You don't want to be thinking about children or real life things. And that's yeah, the time so. I want comedy the most. Okay, I feel like. it, it's moving on. Oh my god. That's that's a tough matchup, though, man. Those hey, Will Ferrell's bad. gonna dominate this goddamn bracket. Fuck. That's a good thing. He's almost in every movie. Yeah. <laughs> you picked the movies, Dave. He's <laughs> <laughs> the funniest person I've ever seen in my entire life. He is. Two movies we really didn't even discuss the first round. We got Zoolander and Anchorman. I would say the one uh, general thing, they, they came out, what, 
01 and then 03 or 04, these movies are wild. Like, they are very unconventional. I feel like they're both, like, relate to a subculture that I I didn't have any, like, context to like think was really funny before seeing these movies like it it's one of the most beautiful things about comedy is doing something that nobody is quite ever you can't explain why it's funny but all of these people find it funny it's kind of like i wish kyle mooney had caught on at least like in his youtube days the shit he was doing like something like this did Mm mm-hmm um, but this is just ne- both of these movies are just next level. Like, I mean, Owen Wilson is is, is just being Owen Wilson, um, which is always perfect. Um, wow. The, the uh, it, it's another Ben Stiller kickoff here too. Spanish language news is here. Oh yeah, that's right. Tonight's top headline: The schools have unread with Burgundy's blood. Zoolander or Anchorman? Okay, um, which is so the better Ben about, Stiller fight scene? We're, we're talking, talking about, about the characters. We're the talking about characters. characters. Um, Mugatu is the, the, uh, of these two, which I, I just got to go to Mugatu first. Dude, yeah, right? my, my Mugatu has my vote too. Obey yeah. my dog. <laughs> He's true, you Mugatu, and your and your and your little dog too. <laughs> you know, I can't I can't drink a foamy latte. And think about this. That movie was before old school. Like, he wasn't a star yeah, when no, this movie he wasn't. came out. He was just like a guy that was on SNL. My guy is, my guy is Mugatu as well, for sure. And, or or uh, Maury Ballstein. He's Maury, the, oh, uh, Ben Stiller's dad. Stiller's dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was going to say, I was going to say either Mugatu or I, I mentioned Jerry Stiller earlier. I, um, but, but, but both of them. I was going to say Costanza. <laughs> <laughs> Frank, but uh, Anchorman, the uh, a guy that I've come to love, especially because of Norm Macdonald over the years, that's in Anchorman is Fred Willard, who runs the the radio station. I didn't realize how much of a comedy legend he really was. And when you rewatch, I do own both Anchormans on my Xbox. Uh, I bought the box set. It was like eight bucks. I'm a fucking loser. Yay. It, I have that, and then I bought. I wanted to watch Apocalypse Now, and it was going to cost like four dollars to rent it. But I could buy a box set of three different versions of it and two documentaries of it for like twelve dollars. So I bought that. So I have a bunch of Apocalypse Now shit and Anchorman movies. Beautiful. And everybody wants some, of course, which should have oh, been. Oh hell yeah! Great flick. But um. Fred Willard is fucking hilarious in Anchorman. Like when he's just on the phone, you can tell he's just improving, being like, then he shot the arrow at the crowd. Uh, he's just a kid. It's fucking hilarious. Like he's great. It's just one of the characters that nobody really talks about in Anchorman that you need to give a shout out to. Why male models? <laughs> um, God, this is a t- I, I I don't know if this is use the Sunday afternoon uh, our, our argument for this one. I, I think both of these movies deserve maybe a Monday night after a tough day of work uh, yeah. showing versus versus like, I'm just kind of feeling lazy. Tim Robbins, public news is here. I heard a, 
I forget his whole line, but I just know he says, Now without us, Channel 4 Public News is here. And he's just go fucking great at no, no mercy. It's it's too fucking great. I like um, Brick. I like Brick and Anchorman. He's my guy. Brick look, killed the it, guy. It's the first movie that is pure. I really think pure improv and not like directed improv. Like yeah. Curb Your Enthusiasm is improv. It has like a script. It's like follow these things. That movie was just like, say whatever. You're this character. You're champ kind. You're uh, you're uh, misogynist. You like home runs. You like beer. You like fried bats. Uh, say crazy shit and wear yeah. cowboy hat. You know, and Brick is like, He's the embodiment of that. Yeah. He's talking I, about his dreams in Anchorman 2. It's, oh, I didn't even God. see Anchorman 2, which I know is sacrilege, but... You wouldn't have liked it when it came out. A lot of people didn't, and I'm like, this... I, Adam McKay has admitted, he's, he's, he was asked, I think... I don't know if it was either Bill Simmons or on Useful Idiots. He was asked about it. He's like, I think the funniest thing we ever did, there's a 45-minute stretch of Anchorman 2 that's the funniest shit we've ever done. And I'm like, yeah, uh, <laughs> preaching the choir, man. Don't give me more crack. Like, not that I'm the Anchorman 2 over Anchorman 1, but I defend it hard because people hate it. That's my first Anchorman 2 stand on the podcast, Danny. It took me that long to break through. Well done. Well done. And it was also your shortest ever Anchorman T defense because this would have gone on. It's basic. It's basic. I, it's it's just underappreciated. I'm, 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 not, I'm not disagreeing with you there, Dave. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if it comes down to these two, I think Anchorman just kind of slides in. Um, as much as, as, much as I, I love Zoolander and the gas station fight scene is – it is as iconic as I think as any other scene in this <laughs> movie. The, the gas station fight scene. Oh my! It, right at the beginning, jitterbug. it blows up. <laughs> Dude, jitterbug. And, and orange and, uh, mocha frappuccino. They all have. I to say orange whip, but um, yeah, I, I I think Anchorman is just too good all the time through, and this is going to be again. Zoolander was our generation, but like maybe just one or two years too early for us you know whereas okay i guess both of them were but i feel like anchorman relates to being 27 right now more than zoolander does yeah that's a good argument I would, i'd probably slide anchorman before zoolander even though i i like zoolander more anchorman is everybody our age understands the references it's if we're talking comedies too like zoolander's still great i think i laugh out loud more more times in Anchorman than I did in Zoolander. I, I've rewatched Anchorman because I own it uh, at least twice over the past month. And there are some lines that I've never laughed that hard at that I, I'm like still discovering. When you know something super well, you can start to mine it and like really dissect it in uh, I just can't get over some of the shit they say in that movie and think about I'm like how did they think of that I'm like well they didn't think of that it came to their head when they were fucking and I'm like 
how did that even pop up? And it, this is worse than the time the mama raccoon got into the radiator. <laughs> yeah, that's Adam McKay says that. Yeah, he, that's his cameo in it. Uh, it, it. When 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 Will Ferrell's going around, he's like, "We are going to get married on a top of a mountain, and our children will will make a family band, and we'll travel the countryside, and you won't be invited." What? Like, it's all one scene, and he just rants on that, and none of the people are laughing. They're, like, distraught over it, and that's the funniest shit. Like, I, it, that movie just blows my mind. It's the pattern of the police. Yeah, yes. it's the pattern. Bruce, <laughs> what, what, what do you got? Uh, I mean, I, I, I agree. I mean, I think I watched Anchorman so many times when it came out, I got a little burned out on it, but I think overall it is, it's going to edge out here. I would vote for Anchorman right here. Okay. I would say so. So, so Adam McKay and Will Ferrell have two movies in the final four. Um, all right. This is the end in super bad. All right. We're talking about, uh, characters in, uh, I'm going to go with, um, what's the guy's name? Joe, Joe Latruglia? Yes. Oh, <laughs> oh dude. Yes. 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 Oh, my he God. So uh, fucking good. No, okay, so, so guys, oh, tell me who he looks like. You guys, you Cyrus, you don't know him, but Danny and Dave, you know this guy. Joe Latruglia, and he's going to fucking be pissed if he ever hears this because he hates when I say this. Joe Latruglia looks like Tommy Prinsky. Yeah, I definitely see it. Yeah, 100%. Find a picture of Tom. It's hard to do. He's not really on social media. But it's side <laughs> I wouldn't by take side. that. I wouldn't take that as like a bad thing necessarily oh, either. He, he just plays used, like a weird character. He in used to hate it. He would fuck. He'd get so fucking pissed when we were kids. It's the eyebrows. Yeah, he would say, I don't look like him. It's like yeah. Tom. You look like him. I mean, you yeah. come on. Yeah, you're he kind of does. Like yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm there with you. Yeah. So, oh, but no, he is. He, he's, he's great. great in it, and he's the reason they go to that first party. So um, yeah, Cyrus, you know, I, I'm that, looking at it. I, I see who this guy he, is. He, I didn't he's know the guy from Role name. Models. That's like, dude, he is. This guy is his, so hilarious. His best movie is Role Models when he's just like the king larper and just saying the craziest <laughs> shit in that movie. <laughs> right. I love him. In what hot American summer though? Well, he yes. and Ken Marino. Yes. He and Ken Marino. Well, when he's chasing Ken Marino on the motorcycle, he's a yeah. he's a You're key. loser, man. You're a loser. Victor, Victor. Yeah, that's a great movie. I didn't. I was gonna say him in that movie, but I didn't think anybody here had seen. He's him. a key player. David Wayne, who did Wet Hot American Summer, Role Models, and a, and a few other movies. Uh, Marino and Joe are both in all like. And uh, uh, Jane Lynch, yeah. uh, like he has like recurring people in most it's, of the shit. Paul Rudd, we could do David a Wayne, Michael on on What Hot American Summer, and Michael Showalter. I fucking love that movie. I love David that movie. Wayne, Michael Showalter, and Michael Ian Black were the group Stella. If you've never seen any of their YouTube stuff, uh, look up Stella Stella Comedy Group. Now but, that all um, makes sense. Obviously, super bad. I. It's Hayden and Rogan. It's Joe Latruglia. It is the cashier at the at the store where they're trying to uh, where McLovin gets punched. 
it is everyone in the room at the cocaine party. Um, and this is the end. We've already talked about Sarah and Aziz has a good well, we didn't thing talk in that. About... McBride. Go take your panties off. Go take your Craig panties Robinson off. Craig Robinson singing to Rihanna. Yeah. Um, I, I, I just think that Superbad has one too many punches versus this is the end. What about Jonah Hill's dual role as Demon as well? Yes. <laughs> I am that, Jonah Hill. That was creepy as fuck in that movie. It was like actually kind of it was hilarious. But yeah, I'm 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 with Danny here. I think Superbad is just it's just one of the iconic comedies of our time. Chained, like Tatum chained up by Danny McBride as like a dog. I don't think it beats super bad, man. It just I'm don't. going super bad too, boy. Yeah. Uh, you have to. You have to. I uh, honestly of the, the four, let's see, what were the four in there? I would have gone the other guys overall, but I know that that's a personal thing. Like this right. is Again, I mean the way this final out. four is shaping up, it's 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 it, as intense. Two two seeds and a one seed. It's a little chalky, but that's okay for comedy. Super bad through. Alrighty. The last of mm. the Elite Eights. This is a tough one. This is an this, this is probably the best round of these. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Old Two. school old school definitely is like one of one of like my cornerstone comedies, but Pineapple Express is just so great. James Franco and Seth Rogen are just such a great duo. It, yeah, James Franco really pushes Pineapple Express over the edge. Not over. It's probably my school, favorite movie of his. But it, yeah, I mean, my two favorite James Franco movies are Pineapple Express and this. Well, I actually really did like Disaster Artist A twenty four. Oh, Shout Disaster out. Artist. Disaster Man, Artist was great. I love great. that movie. Lisa uh, yeah. plays. <laughs> Sorry, I had to do it. There's wind blowing. Oh, hello, Greg. Oh, happy birthday. Mark, Mark. Oh, oh, hi, Mark. Wait, yeah, you didn't even know that uh, me, Danny, and me and Danny took Corgan to see the room at midnight. This before, I had met you before, I'm pretty sure, Lorenzo, but we went and saw it at a midnight showing. We bought bought spoons and a few footballs. Had the Prior. whole list of things. That's awesome. Like that's awesome. Dude, it's a fucking riot. If you ever go to Music Box Theater, they show it once. Yeah, it's like month. it's like they do midnight showings of like Rocky Horror Picture Show. Dude, like, if, yeah. if if they're showing it the weekend I'm there, we're going to go. Dude, see I'm it. down. I'll fucking let's. There's nothing yeah. else I'd be doing at midnight. I'd either be asleep. I'll go to that drunk as fuck. Yeah. All right, we're in. Okay. But also, one of the things we didn't touch on old school last time was we didn't touch on anything old school. We just yeah, <laughs> everything. Um, I, I just it's is is it the same band? Um, it's 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 the Dan it? band. It's the Dan it's band. The fucking Dan every band. Fu- every fucking now and then I fall apart. Yes. Just, I it will always it it, it will always get me hundred percent. And then and the whole gymnastics scene. They're in Todd Phillips. They're in Old School. They're in Starsky yeah. and Hutch, and they're in The Hangover. In Starsky and Hutch, they do my favorite one. They do D'Angelo. He's like, 
that's the time. Feel like making love. He's like, <laughs> in the restaurant, in the backseat of your stepmother's car. Like, he just goes. And I thought that that was the original song that he was singing. <laughs> and then I heard D'Angelo, and I'm like, what did D'Angelo cover that that guy covered? And I'm like, oh, wait, no, he's covering D'Angelo like a year after D'Angelo made this fucking song. Uh, no, the damn band is, is great. Snoop Dogg's in that, too. Uh, Vince At Vaughn, the party, yeah. I think it's Vince Vaughn's best. Uh, other than Swingers, because that's one is a little different. It's like drama plus comedy. Like, he's kind of everything in that movie. I think this is Vince Vaughn's best comedy. It's it's in his top three for sure, definitely in his top three. Yeah, um, I, I, I just three? love the scene. Yeah, I mean, I love him in Wedding Crashers too, bro. I'd say top three movies because it's got to be Wedding Crashers, Swingers, and, and yeah, old school, and, and this one, right? Yeah, that's what I'm. Uh, yeah, I think although I don't know if anybody saw Freaky, that's a great movie. Rudy's, I'll tell you, Rudy's definitely not up there for oh, Vince Vaughn. Dude, he, oh my god, he's great in Rudy though. He's such a dick. You could have been an all American. He also saves the season for. for he's like, we gotta, we gotta get him Rudy the ball. on the field. We gotta get him the ball. If you had O'Hara. half the heart of Rutgers, you would have been an all American. <laughs> I'm not a Notre Dame fan, as you know, Dave. That's a great movie. That is a, that's a killer flick. It doesn't even feel like a Notre. I it, to me, it's a college football movie. It, yeah. it just gears me up for college football. Cyrus, when, uh, how do you look at these two? How do you gear these two up? And like, did you? What, what was Pineapple Express like in college? How was Old School taken when you were in college? Because Old School is a college movie. Pineapple right. Express came out when you were in college. Right. Yeah. I mean, so. I, I just remember watching old school and like Lorenzo was saying, like being probably too young to actually understand a lot of the references and like frat life. And like I didn't really have like a context for that, but I just, I mean, Will Ferrell's comedy is just so great in that. And it, um, you know, as it, you know, it's a similar thing with super bad as I've gotten older, I'm like, Oh, like, what would it be like to be one of these older people and have a frat? Like, especially one that has zero benefits. All they do is just like get fucked up and have a great time. Dude, there are plenty of benefits. Those people had no sense of community. They were all outcasts. <laughs> they were all outcasts, man. I'm like actually a, being friend, serious. Friendship like, and companionship is a is a big benefit. Like, like the more I've watched <laughs> that, the more pay for it. The 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 older that movie gets, the more I'm like, these outcasts found a home. At least for some of the people, you you like see that. Like, I've got a little. She heart showed me the knife. She showed me the knife. Dude, I, I think old old school it, old school trumps pineapple for me, and it's just because I think old school has way more iconic moments than than pine i mean it, like people like you're my boy blue you shot a dart in your neck um that's so awesome. William scott that's he's awesome. the guy we should yeah talk. wait that, yeah. like we didn't even that, talk about the gymnastic Fred. scene i mean though like every comedy movie is lucky to have maybe one or two defining moments old school has like i mean that, that's like three or four we named you know when he when he turns into frank the tank 
I mean, ear there's muffs, just so many. Muffs when he's like sweeping up and like just putting glasses on the ground, just being a an idiot. And so Jeremy Piven plays a great villain in that movie too. Jeremy yes, Piven is an yes, underrated yes. villain. Well, no, and, and he dies at the end. And Will Ferrell scene uh, when they're in therapy with his wife, and he's just like, and I started wondering <laughs> what color her panties were. Maybe they were a uh, regular edible? white cotton blend. And his wife's like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> yeah, that is a great Will Ferrell improv. Like that—that that was like one of the first uh, uh, um, therapy scenes I'd ever seen anything. And I and I remember thinking, "Well, he's being very honest." Like he actually was like, she's in like. I can say what I want. Although, if we're going on like scenes like that with Pineapple Express, obviously you have all the stoner scenes. But 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 but, this is a perfect example of one is a better movie and one is funnier. When they're selling weed to the kid and the the safety officer is like, I saw these three kids came by and their eyes was red as the devil's dick. Or when um, he goes, you just got killed by a gay Wulanos motherfucker. And he drives the car through, they did a grudge return back in. That scene gets me every time. Mm. So I don't know. It's, no. it's super close for me. That guy, I don't know that guy's name, but he, I, know, I know he's uh, in Entourage. He's Andrew, whatever, had a TV. He's in Pineapple Express and Ricky Bobby. He's probably my favorite character in Ricky Bobby. He's, he's his dad, who was just like, now, you boys, you go dig another hole. I'm going to go grab another beer. That's all he says to him. Because he's, uh, he's the bad guy. He's the drug dealer. And yeah, he and Craig guy. Robinson are, are, are the team together. Yeah. And he kills him. He's like, you got soft, man. It's like, hey, my wife's making dinner tonight. I got to get home. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, if it comes to voting, yeah, like you said, it's one's a better movie, one's a better comedy. Fuck. Hard one. It's very tough. I think you just got killed by a day Landos motherfucker. It's pushing Pineapple Express into my final four. I, I hate to do it. I literally watched Old School on the flight down to New Orleans last week. I was so jazzed. Got me so pumped up. But yeah, I'm I, I'm going Pineapple Express just because when you think about it, that entire movie could have been avoided if they just talked to each other. Like like everything they do could have, that, could have been yeah. Presented. All right, don't dive in. Yeah, right. you can maybe bring that up the next round if it makes it on. To to that that. No, I I just love like the like the fact that they just can't communicate to each other what's oh wait out. oh no Dude, you're talking everything. about that being a benefit to yes you know, that, that, that's a benefit uh, like, that's why everything that makes it even more comedic yeah yeah, yeah 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 and ed begley jr hold on ed begley jr well what's his girlfriend's name well what's that the road oh yeah sarah movie? you're a fucking idiot sarah i love you but you're a fucking idiot <laughs> she's uh she's she the one good. that uh high schooler he was married to johnny depp and they have a not a great relationship. Very uh oh yeah. It's very bad so I got one for pineapple express. No comment from Vision Danger. No comment. I hope no violence on anybody. None. Uh, All right. What do you guys think? I fucking love Pirates of the Caribbean though. Great film. There's like 20 of them. 
I'm gonna right. I'm gonna uh, give it to old wait, school, wait, just just fuck. narrowly edging it out. Damn it, Roos! I wanted you to be the side. <sighs> Very narrow, but what, why why do you why do you give it the edge? It's just like my introduction to Will Ferrell, essentially. Hmm. Key key moment in one's life, in one's movie movie film viewing I, life. I, I yeah. swear, I feel like the my moment into comedy, even though it might not have been my first Will Ferrell thing, was him doing the nude shrieking. That always felt like the first comedic, like me entering uh, modern comedic movies, so to speak, at that age. I don't know uh, when uh, are there naked chicks in that? In old, old school, school? Yeah. they do the the KY wrestling. There's there's extended versions. That's how blue dies. That's a blue dies. Yeah, I was just I was naked. just wondering if I ever if I ever like watched that and and you know had some fun with it, but I don't think so. Um, <laughs> I don't think so. Um, okay, fuck you, go old school, man. That makes me just want to pick the other one, man. Uh. I, it's it's super I gotta close, go old school. To be I have to go old school, man. It's old school. It's got too many killer moments in it. Too many yeah. iconic moments in it. No, to, I was just to being trying one. to be contrarian. I can't be contrarian. Like I, I'm definitely old school. Um. All right. You think we got time to to do this first final four? Or should we just cut it off and finish it right up? Wrap it up. Let's uh, just, let's cut this and and wrap it up in the next one. Okay. All right. We are in the final four of March laughness over here. Um, <laughs> took all break to think of that one. And yeah, so let's just recap. Out of the north, we got Step Brothers featuring Will Ferrell. Out of the south, Anchorman featuring Will Ferrell. Wait, Out sorry. Step Brother, Brothers with a big upset of four year old virgin. 40 year old version, old school, edged out pineapple express, starring Will Ferrell, and super bad. There we go. So, I, I think it only makes sense though that this category is kind of going to be dominated by Will Ferrell. Like he, he's in three of the four. I think if you boil down our generation to just one guy, one, one comedic um, guy. And, and even I remember being a little kid and being kind of too young to watch SNL, but when he was when when he was the cheerleader for the swim team. Yeah, um, like taco burrito. What's coming out of your speed up? Like that is that that is just as funny today as any of the quotes from any of these movies. So he's had one of those pretty perfect per, perfect runs of it. So I'm not mad. He's featured out of three in the four, and I'm really glad that Superbad found its way in there. And I'm really pumped about uh, like because. Adam McKay has been doing his own thing. He he did a uh, big short. So he's not making movies with Will Ferrell. So they're not doing yeah. the same thing. He did big short vice and he has a new one coming out called. Uh, uh, I, fuck. I forget what it's called. It, it has Leo and uh, Jennifer. Adam McKay. Really? Yeah. It, I mean, it, it's about, um, there's like an asteroid coming to Earth, and there are two people trying to like warn people about it, but nobody gives a fuck. It's like a satire. Don't look up. 
that's the name of it. It's got an insanely stacked cast. Uh, it's like a dark comedy. Yeah, Leo, Jennifer Lawrence, Jonah Hill, Jonah Hill, Tyler Perry, Timothy Perry, Chalamet, Meryl Streep, Ariana Grande, Kid, Kid, Kid Cudi, Kate Blanchett. That's yeah. gonna be lit. I yeah, cannot wait but, for that. Uh, my point being, uh, he Will Ferrell has that TV show coming out with Paul Rudd. I think it's called like the 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 Shrink Next Door, and I'm like, it looks like Will Ferrell doing the best dramatic version of himself while still being kind of funny. Cause he, you know, everybody wants to take that turn. Adam Sandler's honestly the best to me at doing it. I mean, you could say stranger than people. fiction was, but, was kind of that turn for him. That's yeah, not yeah, a purely yeah. comedic role. I, it's a great just, role. He, he, because he is so good in his comedic roles and you believe them, it's harder for him to just change to draw like, Adam Sandler, you're like, this guy's a fucking goof. You know, he can go pole to pole. Difference. I Adam think it's Sandler... easier to go pole to pole than it is than like Will Ferrell, mostly yeah. comedy, yeah, yeah, yeah. mostly dramatic. It, that's that's it, so much it, harder to shift and narrow that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Adam Sandler, like, when you watch Punch Drunk Love or Meyerowitz Stories, which is easily the most. Un- Rain Over Me. I like Meyerowitz Stories more than, and, and Rain Over Me is great too. I like Meyerowitz Stories more than Punch Drunk Love. Uh, Mm. Meyerowitz stories is great. Uh, that's uh, Bombac. Um, yeah, that's what I'm gonna watch tonight, Dave. Punch yeah. Drunk Love. That's uh, man, that one's watch. tough. I, I love that enjoy movie. That I haven't seen it in a long time, and I've I've we been. Gotta prep, such a... We got to prep for the next one, which we'll get to. Yeah. But uh, ooh, ooh, ooh. I'm just saying, Shadow Will Ferrell, keep doing good things. He's a friend of the pod. We'd love to have you on again. Great friend of the program. Yeah. Um, all right, let's get to it. Uh, so for the fourth, the third round, I'm like, what can you even kind of talk about at this point? I mean, I guess we'll go with scenes. We'll talk about some some good scenes. Step Brothers Anchorman. What sticks out to you guys? I mean, in scenes we haven't talked about yet, Step Brothers, the the fight scene. I saw my son use a bicycle as a weapon. Um, obviously, the drum kit scene as well, but the I interview think, scene. The, the, the interview, there we go. And, and another great Seth Rogen but, but part right there. Yeah. Onions. I can taste it now. You know, like, now this is weird. Now this is weird. Now that I think about it, the suits are kind of fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, those are the. If if I had to say an early an early one like just an early take on on this matchup just right at the outset I'm gonna go step brothers I'm gonna I'm gonna go step brothers and I think it's because I I think John C Riley here's a take I think John C Riley is one of the best actors of our generation his range is incredible dude the he's going to the, be all over the PTA and. The directors that he's worked with are are incredible. He's worked with Martin Scorsese. He's worked with uh, Paul Thomas Anderson. He can do comedy. He can do his own thing, like like the uh, Adult Swim thing. Doctor Steve Brule. Like he works in so many different, um, you know, like media formats. I I think he's unbelievable, and he's one of my favorite actors. And he's from Chicago. 
Catholic leaguer, Danny, went to Catholic, Brother Rice. Chicago Catholic League, yep. You know? Biggest league in the world. A- after that, San Ignatius 27, Mount Carmel 0. Ah! There you go. I um, heard you Ignatius awesome. is number three, which is which blows my mind. Uh, it blows they're, my mind, too. They're but, in the top ten, which is crazy. Anyways. Going back to that John C. Riley too, Um, he was he, – you can tell he's a trained actor, too, because he plays Renee Zellweger's first husband in Chicago – um, and he has to sing and dance and after that. And he, when he's singing Mr. Cellophane, I mean, it hits, man. It's it, he, he is great. He's great in that. And he's all the Chicago theater PTA guy. Works. Like through yeah. And through. Yeah. He's, he's extremely talented. Like Steppenwolf guy. Yeah. He's extremely um, talented. Yeah. I, sure. I think that, that's a great point, Lorenzo. I think people only kind of know him as Goofball Jones, but he is, he, he's much more than that. So I, oh, dude, maybe that does slide it up a little bit now. Strong, um, yeah, that's a strong do, case. He, he, he can do a lot, but you can say the same thing about a lot of the other guys in Anchorman too, in, in Anchorman as well. What? Anchorman as well. Anchorman as well. I thought we were about to be like, does Anchorman 2 get in this <laughs> Oh, man. I got a three-quarter chub over here. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think for me, John C. Riley is the is the X Factor. Yeah. I think he's I'm, the X Factor. Oh, is this as soon as you said Chicago around, Catholic League? This, this is, is X Factor around. I would say this is X Factor around. What's the Anchorman X Factor? Paul Rudd, maybe? No, X Factor can literally be anything. Yeah. yeah, it can be a scene, a character, the news team. <laughs> yeah. The bear. Dude, Baxter and the actually Baxter and the Bears conversation. The jazz flute scene. Oh, I'm sorry, I mean, I'm totally unprepared. Yeah, yes, flute. <laughs> I'm totally unprepared. He slides it out of his sleeve. Oh, Anchorman, oh. Anchorman is funny because of its because of its hilarious one-liners that were made possible by good improv. But Step Brothers is funny because it has one-liners, it has hilarious movements, like when they're doing the 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 the, the walking, like the sleepwalking. I think Step Brothers probably edges anchorman out as a comedy because anchorman is just known for like like the lines you could just go lines and lines and lines from anchorman forever but with stepbrothers there's that physical comedy that physical comedy element to it too you know what i mean so i think that's that's another case for yep. why i yep. think stepbrothers might be a little bit i'm right there with you but it's still tough it's still so tough. We, everything you just said is completely correct because Anchorman existed so that Step Step Brothers would never have been created, obviously, without Anchorman being successful. Right. right. Um, It's a silly comedy like this can't work. The thing is, like, um, it's, uh, I don't know. I that's why when I watch Anchorman now, I'm not hearing any of the lines that people know. I'm hearing like the other, and I'm like. This is insane. This is so fucking Layer. funny. And it, like, but I'm diving so deep in. You right. don't know. You 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 lose all objectivity at that point. Um, these both Step Brothers is a movie that has gained so much steam because it wasn't like a loved movie when it came out. Because it's a cult classic, it, dude. No, no, but like it when it came out, people were like. And it's dumb, but critics, this because critics, you can never trust them with comedies. Anchorman got shit on critically. Anchorman 2 got like loved on critically. And I'm like, 
Anchorman 2 isn't better than Anchorman 1. I mean, it was like a Anchorman 2 is good. I love it. But yeah. it's not better. And, and Step Brothers is one that has had – The Ringer did a great um, oral history of Step Brothers that you should definitely read. It's like a probably like a 30-minute read. It's fucking incredible. It's just like quotes from John C. Riley and McKay and all of these people that were making it about the whole thing. It's unbelievable. Um yeah, yeah, it's fucking Anchorman for me though. There's, there's no questions asked for me. Wait, did we count? What did what was what was Cyrus's? Uh, no, 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 no. About to find no out. Cyrus. That these are some compelling cases. Woo! I'm on the edge of my seat. <laughs> He's gone from has, DJ Roos to Judge Roos. Has yeah. has Danny already has Danny <laughs> already said? I said I. I said Step Brothers. I said Step Brothers. Yeah. Okay. I did. Yeah, I, I think it does come down to John C. Riley, yeah. Adam Scott, and yeah. My mm. sweet Ruth. Hey, come on now. I, I, no, I, was, I was leaning towards Anchorman, so I'm not sure if we're just going to have to do a tiebreaker. <laughs> hey, go with your heart. Wait, wait. Me it. and it's fine. Danny, you were stepbrothers? Yeah. Afternoon Delight. They're both, that's, they're <laughs> like a fucking cuck. They're yeah, they're almost too similar to compare. Well, for me, like, I would like say that. Step Brothers because I like I just had like, but it it doesn't make any sense because I just I'm like I don't know every line of Step Brothers. For like, tiebreakers, I, I'd be. Can I say argue, one thing? Go for it. Can I suggest one thing real quick? Would you of the final four movies? Would you for sure rank Step Brothers and Anchorman one and two over Super Bad in Old School? No. Nope. No. Okay. Cool. Okay, I just want to know if we just wanted to just shift this conversation Dude, to the championship. I, line, but my like number one might have been eliminated in the first round, and I didn't even vote for it. No. I'm like now looking back, and I'm like, yeah, fuck. Guys. I like Harold and Kumar more than all of these movies. <laughs> <laughs> so don't trust my opinion. Again, man. it was an upset. Okay, so no, we're good. So Bruce, go back to this one. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going anchor man. Flip a coin. I mean, the thing is, you guys, you guys, <laughs> these movies are so similar too. It's like, I, I can talk. Honestly, my thought process is right now on this tiebreaker is how great of what do we put in the middle to have a compelling conversation for the last two? I think the last two, we just, it's just complete gut instinct. And I think for tiebreakers, I you think guys like Step Brothers. I'll just go Step Brothers. Yeah. Well, well, don't just phone it don't in. Just bend. <laughs> I mean, I mean, here, you guys here. don't, here's, my, here's another you case. You guys don't know what's funny. That's the problem. No, like, I, I, I love it. Right, I've, yeah. I've been on it the whole time. I just like, I just like lower on this argument for, for John C. Riley. Uh, so all right. Here, I have a treaty. I have a treaty. We'll plug in Anchorman 2 in the final. <laughs> oh, God. Some treaty. Uh, you know what? We'll do it always sunny style. We'll flip a coin. June, get the fuck out of the way. June, Somebody get a coin? coin. Does anyone have coins these days? All right. Heads. Heads, Anchorman, Tails, Step Brothers. Ready? Yep. Flip it. Show, show it to the camera. Heads. All right. Goes to Anchorman. Fair enough. I'm not, I'm not upset with that at all. Okay. I'm, me neither. We're, we're splitting comedic hairs over here. Anchorman's a better movie. Anchorman's a better movie. It makes the most sense. I mean, we, we haven't even said anything about Vince Vaughn yet. 
by the way. Yeah. Let's save that for the last round then. Okay. Fucking A. All right. Final four, number two. Super bad, old school. I think we're going to have a very similar conversation here. Of, yeah. Like, Anchorman and old school are the better movies. Here we have Superman it- or Super Bad and it's Step Brothers being these. I mean, I obviously Anchorman had a bunch of memes out of it, but in terms of colloquially speaking, I think more memeable movies in Super Bad and Step Brothers, which is I for kids of us who just live for sending Instagram links to each other. I think those movies kind of fall into into that fit that role more than more than something like old school does where only a couple like Frank the Tank scenes or something big will, but the gymnastic scene in old school. Yes. Will Ferrell doing the twirls is hysterical. It's great. The big dude doing the jump, but Vince Vaughn just with the dad strength on the ring and smoking the cigarette out of the corner of his mouth will get me every single time. I, I, when I see that, I'm like, fuck, I hope I, I couldn't do that now, let alone when I'm, you know, 40-something and smoking a cig and smoking some heat. <laughs> Shit. The, the funniest thing, Danny, right when you say that, because I was going into this, I'm leaning old school, and then I just think about Bill Hader and Seth Rogen in the front of the cop car. Just They're like, can we get four beers to go? And then they're just driving and, like, just talk, like when they're letting McLovin hold the gun and – the look on their faces when they just see him shoot Dude, it. Or the when, joy. The joy. They're just like. It, they got all the beers on the back of their squad car. Yeah. And they hear they hear the sirens. Oh, it's the cops. It's the cops. <laughs> which, would, Bill, which is everybody's first instinct. Bill Hader blowing up on McLovin in the bedroom at the end. He's like, you left us. <laughs> you left us. Or when he's, or when they, when they first pull, when they first hit Jonah Hill, hold his hand like a sister, like a little mister. Pussies to the pavement. Yeah, I know Hater. you all have guns and drugs. I <laughs> prepare to get fucked by the long dick of the law. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know, man. I, I think that Superbad is the is the number one movie in here. Um, and Superbad. Yeah, I'm going super bad, dude. I know it's it's the predictable answer. You know what but... the X Factor here is for me? It's the super bad opening credits. It reminds me so much of those early iPod commercials of like the black silhouette just kind of dancing oh, on the neon. Yes. And they have that like super funky, that, that super funky jam. And Michael Sarah's dancing exactly how you would expect Michael Sarah to dance. Michael dance. Like, and Jonah Hill. Works great. And Jonah Hill. Yeah. So the X Factor for me with Superbad, by far, I didn't even think of this till just now. The X Factor for Superbad with me is the dick drawings. That's yeah. that's one of the that's like when we were when, like when I was a kid when I saw that when I was 13 years old after that movie if you would ask me like what's the one thing you remember from that movie I'd be like the hilarious fucking uh, dick drawings that he kept in the Ghostbusters lunchbox <laughs> that that to me is the is the X factor for super bad so unexpected and so hilarious um yeah and old school's great and old school has way more legend like has legends in that movie, you know, comedy legends, super, you know, uh, Jonah Hill is going to be a legend of, of cinema overall, but like, we're talking about comedies and old school has some legitimate fucking heavyweight legends, comedic legends in there, but blue, 
I just think that, uh, yeah, blue is one of them. I just think that super bad gets the edge there. I just, it cracks me up and yeah. there are multiple funny characters in it. Like the yeah. cops. Um, yeah. It's super bad for me the, all the way. The cops are, are a, uh, uh, it's the best thing when you rewatch it. Uh, I just say, Old school when you rewatch it and you just, especially just seeing Luke Wilson at work talking with one of Todd Phillips. Oh, what he talks with Artie Lang. Yeah, right at the Todd beginning. Phillips. And then the other dude, I don't know his name, but he's in every Todd Phillips movie. He's the doctor. I know the guy you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's in like Adult Swim shit, I'm pretty sure yeah. too. He's just in with that whole crew. And you, because I, I was like, this is the dumbest, prim-. and you're, and the more I watch old school, the more I'm like, I, the older I get, the more I don't think it's outlandish because <laughs> it's like a, it's like a, uh, something you play around with in your head. Like, could I do this? And if you did, that's what it would look like is this outcast group. I, I like old school way. Like I, I definitely like it more than super bad. Um, super bad sometimes it doesn't provide me the same escapism, which is typically what I'm looking for, at least with comedies, but uh, old school, just, it murders me. I'm an old school mm-hmm. guy. Mm-hmm. Totally fair. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, we're, we're all friends here, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm more towards old school, but I'm going to go super bad here. I don't want to have just two Will Ferrell movies going head to head. Oh, thank God. <laughs> You're right. No, I do. It's so close, though. I mean, at the end, we really are just splitting hairs. Like all these. This is this is honestly the two movies that I think define comedy over the past. Forty year old virgin might be up there because it's the appetite one, but like it's the. So we're already in the final round, I guess. Introducing yeah. that super bad versus Anchorman, but it's that absurdist humor and also things people have looked back at at anchorman and like i didn't know this but like adam k's movies have a constant theme it's it's males failing upwards at all times just fucking up and and getting better and it's hilarious it's perfect and then you have super bad which is a movie that like even the absurd stuff seems so grounded in reality like yeah i was gonna say that it's like almost realistic (laughs) i mean definitely compared to anchorman the cops actions might not completely be realistic but you see a story about cops doing that in some light right like you completely cover yeah you completely understand it we even talk about them describing the the Asking about the person that hit McLovin when they're like, "How tall was he?" Was he um, like us, or oh, was yeah, he like an African Jew oh, wearing he, a hoodie? He was a short Jewish. Jew. He was Jewish, an African Jew, an African Jew. <laughs> or a very underrated line from that movie. Uh, I don't have to tell you. Yes, you do. Why? Because we're the police. When he's when he's talking to McLovin, he's like, "How old are you?" Uh, old enough. Old, old enough, enough to what? So old enough to party. <laughs> party. <laughs> or or uh when they're on the soccer field and Dave Franco is actually out there and he's like, but he says he Danny, you, 
You got it. Yeah, it's like that. With Dave Franco's, I forgot what the exact line is. Like, hey, man, like, watch go piss your pants or something. Like, that was first grade. People don't forget. Yeah, he's I like, say, I say, he goes, what the forget. fuck, Seth? That was like it back in first grade. He's like, people don't forget. And there's so the, the way you feel about Anchorman, Dave, and finding lines later on in the movie that are hilarious. That's how I feel about Superbad. Like, well, I, I always feel the same way about Superbad. I, I, like, yeah, I'd say both of them are that way. What, I, I crack up at super real. bad. Good shit, right, Maroki? Look at how much fun. And I don't really have to. I don't really feel the need to to know how to cook tiramisu. There's two weeks left. Just give me a fucking break. Everyone only take take takes lots getting easier. It's fucking stupid. Okay, I'm sorry, I'm sworn, but I'm really worked <laughs> up right now, and I'm so mad. Wait, no, that seems great when Michael, Sarah, and the Asian yeah. are the partners, and he's doing the little kitty cat. <laughs> <laughs> that scene if is so funny. There's an X factor between these two. It I, might be Michael, Sarah, kitty cat. <laughs> that was. I now realize why Superbad has gained so much ground with me over the past few years, and it's because it has the cops in it. And it actually, even dating back to the first time I saw it as a kid, and the, the line I thought was funniest, and I don't know why, was when they're at the bar, and he's like, yeah, met the missus playing paintball. Because... <laughs> 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 Who finds their wife at a shot her in the neck? <laughs> I like I, because he's going uh, uh, he, he's going on about his wife cheating on him right before that, but and then he she was an actual present wife. Yeah, no, she, uh, she was actual whore. It that was just it. it I probably liked it because it felt like a straight anchorman line to me. Like I'm like, this isn't the same movie right now. Dude. But then again, Bill Hader and Seth Rogen are not in reality in that. Movie. One of my favorite shots in Superbad is when it shows Seth Rogen. He's pointing the gun and he's aiming like this, and Wait, he's aiming at the stop sign. He with oh, the cigarette, oh. he's got it in his mouth, and he's like this. And then you hear in the background, it's Bill Hader. You're a fucking pussy. You're a fucking, <laughs> fucking pussy. pussy. <laughs> and then he fucking he nails he nails his stuff. And he shot. rhymes that though. You said it earlier. He's like, yeah, pussy, pussy. Bada, 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 oh yeah, when yeah, that's 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 earlier in the movie when he first oh, hits. Okay. Uh, uh, he fucking hits Seth Rogen with his car, or not Seth Rogen, uh, Jonah Hill. Wait. I'm gonna I'm gonna go super bad. That's my choice for the for the championship. Yeah, same. Danny, you throw yours in. I have it. I it, it was my argument for this movie at the beginning of the podcast. It's gonna be my argument for the movie at the end of the podcast. These eyes. I think we've I think the one thing we've uncovered throughout this conversation is that we all fucking love the that first party scene and with super bad that <laughs> that we all love that scene in some way or another like Anchorman is Anchorman I think is a better movie I think Anchorman is better like better Anchorman acted. is like it's like 808s and heartbreaks almost for comedy where it like at the time people don't understand it. And they're like, Oh wait, this has influenced everything going forward. At least there is in, no improv wise. Besides, yeah. besides, you know, I mean, curb was already around, but like, I don't know. We didn't even talk about the fucking fight scene in, <laughs> An anchor man. 
Like, are you kidding me? It's They're good. going to get suits. And Westman Tooth and his crew come up on bikes in an alley and pull out like chains. Chains. Weapons. <laughs> then the, the uh, Channel 3 News with you. You guys have been in third place for seven years. Luke Wilson and his crew. And then Tim Robbins and his crew shows up. And then Ben Stiller and his crew. Like, you thought it's the movie was already off the rails? It's such and a then the movie goes really off the rails. Of all the stars. Yeah, it really escalates quickly. <laughs> Brick, you need to lay low, Brick. From my sense here, like, I'm, I'm anchor, man. Oh, like, I don't know if there's a wrong answer here. No, no, no. You, you want Do we to, have to crown I, a champion? I, I, I think Superbad should be because to me, Superbad of all of these is probably. Um, I'm trying to see if I, if I personally think there's a better movie in here. I, I, I best know writing, it sounds weird. In my opinion. Which one? I think Superbad has the best writing overall in terms of like, like, like how the plot is structured, yeah. where it goes, dialogue. Cause I can't say Tropic Thunder because it's like a, a a a very elevated budget in incredible. I really think I I think Harold and Kumar of all of them does the most with the least amount of money by a mile. Probably yeah. Of any That's of a good them call. because nobody in there is good <clears throat> at all. They have a uh, what's his name David uh, David Kim. No, 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 David, uh, the dude that plays the uh, uh, one of the elves in the first Santa Claus movie with Tim Allen. He's like their their neighbor down the oh, hall. Oh, yeah. He lives with the oh. guy from, from uh, American uh, Pop. Are you saying, is it the Oscar Isaac lookalike guy? Yeah, 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 yeah. That dude. Who, who, he died. He's also in Superbad. He's and, also and he's in, in that is, room in Superbad. And yeah. he's in This is the End. He dies in the pit. Yeah. Uh, Jay Bearshell's reaching out for him and he falls through his hands. That's right. He's buddy, he's buddies with all those, like you know, Rogan. What a, what a small world. That squad. Fuck, now I kind of want to watch This is the End. I'm going from Punch Drunk Love to This is the End. And then this is said, the end is is just absurdly funny, dude. It's so like, funny. But between between if we're talking between super bad Jay Bearshell talking about gluten at the beginning. When Rogan's like, I'm not eating gluten. He's like, Oh, shouldn't eat gluten. I'm pooping six times a day, man. I'm 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 pooping six times a day. Six? That's way too much. No, it's that. What should be doing? Part of the goddamn pilgrim. I had such low expectations for that movie too, and I and it just I was like, oh, this is gonna be stupid. Sometimes ensemble casts don't always work. Too many, too many egos, conflicting egos, and I, and it made fun of the exact thing you were worried exactly, about. Exactly, it was awesome. <laughs> it was perfect. But yeah, between Anchorman and and Superbad, I'm going. I'm going Superbad. Yeah, it's the winner. Bad. Yeah, Superbad's the winner. All right, Cyrus. I see you're still in the cell, but I'm I'm typing it <sighs> in. Oh yeah, yeah. You're in. You're in the same cell. Took it to the center. Yeah, I'm gonna make it red. Yeah. That's a pretty righteous uh little bracket there. 